Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So John Fetterman, the Democrat senator from Pennsylvania, apparently signed on to some uh, to some legislation and drafted a letter, despite the fact he's been hospitalized for two weeks and no one has seen him since. And his wife and children have fled the country. OK, fled. They went on vacation and Fetterman's in the hospital for depression. The rumor that's going around is that he's brain dead or close to it. I don't know if that's true, but the dude was already suffering from some uh, severe debilitating effects of a stroke. So if the guy disappears for two weeks, no one's heard from him. I'm not so sure depression is the simple solution that makes the least amount of assumptions, especially when his family dips out of the country for vacation. But, you know, who knows? Maybe the guy's just chilling and he's depressed or whatever right after winning the biggest race of his life and accomplishing his dreams. He's sad now. I don't know. For all we know, like he got his dreams and then he's like, I can't function. And he really is depressed. But the rumor going around is that He's just no longer functioning, near brain dead, and there are even some Republicans demanding proof of life. Maybe a bit uh, exaggerated, but a lot of people are wondering, how did he sign on to this legislation if he's currently admitted to a hospital and not working? All right, let's talk about it. Then we got Joe Biden, who laughed when discussing a story about a mother whose two, uh, two children died when they accidentally ingested fentanyl. And Corrine Jean-Pierre says, no, 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 you, he's being sympathetic to the family. Of course, of course. Biden blames Trump. Here's what I love about the story. Donald Trump inherits a busted border from Obama and Biden and immediately his whole campaign was building a wall to stop these problems, immediately starts deporting people and and trying to build a wall, which is blocked by Democrats. And now you have Joe Biden saying, oh, no, that was Trump's fault. That was during the Trump administration. All right. Let's talk about the border crisis. There's a bunch of other stories. Of course, we can get to There's a Tennessee lawmaker who wants to bring back hanging people by a tree as a method of execution. Well, all right, I guess that seems to be where we're going. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, click that Join Us button and become a member. We're going to have a members-only show coming up tonight, uncensored, not so family-friendly, and we do those live now. So a lot of people said we shouldn't use Discord because they'll ban us, and we should use Gilded, and then we found out Gilded's rules are actually crazier, and it's probably worse, so now we're going back to the Discord, but it is nearly done. So here's what we're going to do. Once we have the Discord set up, solution. We'll set the YouTube chat back to the normal chat, and then we will consolidate memberships, if you are a member at TimCast.com, to give you access to the Discord to chat there. So there will be the functioning member chat and the open, wild YouTube spam, whatever you want to do. And we'll probably just let people do whatever they want on the YouTube chat within, you know, whatever YouTube lets them do, to be honest. So become a member and then uh, watch the live show after the live show at TimCast.com. It goes up around 10, 10 p.m., we set the live stream, we get it going, and then you can hang out on the website where we cuss and make jokes and talk about naughty stories. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Ashley St. Clair. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me again, Tim. Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? I am. I do uh, operations for the Babylon Bee, and I am also an author of the anti-trans children's book, Elephants Are Not Birds. Another story that we should talk about is this viral video of Drag for Babies. There's this viral video going around where there's literally babies 
I'm not exaggerating. Babies on the ground as a guy does a thong striptease. And there's like disco lights going off. Yo, it should it's, be criminal. Yeah. Should be criminal. It, it, well, this is Do not Lond- pass go. Do not it, collect $200. That's in London, but I'm pretty sure it's already illegal. It's just cops. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, also joining us tonight is Mary Morgan. Hello, everyone. It's been a while since I've been on IRL. My name is Mary Morgan. Why is my voice shot? Um, I'm on screaming? Pop Culture Crisis here in the attic at Timcast, and I was let out today. That's right. In the attic. <laughs> Happy to be here. Maybe it's your meat diet. Yeah, yeah. How, how's the meat I've been diet? on the carnivore diet recently. Um, still adjusting. I feel like I don't really want food anymore. I'm just repulsed by it now. All right, you're on the right track. That's Am I? The road is, to that, fasting, is that a I good suppose. sign? Maybe I don't know how this all works. Something like that. Uh, Ashley, you said you're, you you put air, uh, anti-trans in air quotes when you were describing your book. That's what they say about okay, it. Okay, so that's the criticism. But the book itself is about you are what you are. Be happy with Elephants what you are. are not Birds, boys are not girls, girls are not boys. Hi everyone, Ian Crossan here. Happy to be here. Good to see you again, Ashley Mary. Good to see you. Hi. Serge, what's happening, brother? Yo. Uh, oh, your, your microphones off. are far away <laughs> from your face. I'm just not talking into it. Um, yeah, ready to start the show. Let's jump into this first story. We got this from the Post Millennial. John Fetterman co-sponsor Senate bill, despite being institutionalized since February 15th. Fetterman's office has not said who is co-sponsoring legislation with his name on it while he remains institutionalized. A senior aide revealed that Fetterman would be hospitalized for up to two months. So it's clearly not him. I guess that's that's the important point is they're saying he's co-sponsoring this bill, but it's probably just a member of his staff. And uh, I got to show you this right here from Twitter or from John uh, Cardillo on Twitter. He says this is from February 25th. So it was a while ago. Being told that Fetterman is essentially brain uh, brain dead. And and uh, let me let's start over. Being told that Fetterman is essentially brain dead and it's being hidden because keeping him in office until August 18th avoids a special election, which Republicans would most certainly win. This must be investigated. So here's the best part about this tweet. There's the 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 context gets added to it, and it says readers added context they thought people might want to know. The August 18th date has no significance. If a senator from Pennsylvania passes away, a replacement appointed by the governor will serve until the next special election. Oh, thank you for the fact check Twitter. No, uh, no fact check on whether or not Fetterman's brain dead or not. That one they didn't. So that's I saw that and I was like, OK, the, the a bunch of users said, no, 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 there won't be a special election. He's probably brain dead, but they'll just, you know, replace it. The 18th. It doesn't matter. They'll just replace him or something. So is. Is Fetterman brain dead? They're not debating the brain dead part. <laughs> right. That's what I thought was funny. I'm like, you'd think they'd be like, there's no evidence to suggest that John Fetterman is effectively brain dead. He was institutionalized with depression. I mean, that's no, not really a medical term, is it? Brain dead? Brain dead? I mean. Uh, it might might be. I don't know. And are they, is this like a cover up of a suicide attempt? No, no, he's no. struggling with depression? The, I don't know. The depression's probably fake. I feel like the that's Democrat That's the fake part? part? Yeah. He's probably in the hospital because his brain doesn't work. Uh, yeah. Brain Look, death is a thing. Uh, it's permanent, irreversible, and complete loss of brain function. Except but, for the brain stem, right? Uh, I, I don't guess. know. The, the, don't, the, the part yeah. that controls breathing or whatever. But they do say it's irreversible. So, you know, let me, it could let be me, hyperbolic in this situation. We'll, we'll, we'll do an informal poll of the, of the audience. We'll ask the audience, what is more likely, knowing Fetterman's health and medical history, that he is depressed after winning, you know, his dream election and checked himself into a hospital where he'll be for up to two months, or the man who suffered a stroke not that long ago and still can't understand words, 
had some kind of recurring health issue that has injured his brain further. I think that depression... Do uh, Put a one in the chat if you think he's just depressed, and two if you think he's brain dead. I, I think the Democrat Party is the worst senior care home I've ever seen. I mean, between Fetterman and Biden, they cannot find out. I mean, they never know where these guys are. How do we not know where John Fetterman is? I don't know. How do we not know if he's brain dead? Well, you know, I'm always, I, always, I always roll my eyes a little bit at stuff like this. It is convenient for conservatives on the right to be able to say he's brain dead because the dude's basically not around. So in the world of politics, this is, I don't know, par for the course. Guy goes to the hospital, immediately come out with some salacious rumor that's going to shock and damage the perception of this party. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like, of all the rumors they could have, the dude who had a stroke not that long ago who can't understand words suffering another stroke is completely plausible because we talked about this before. People who suffer strokes are at risk for suffering them again. And then all of a sudden, dude's in the hospital for several weeks. And get this, his wife is gone. Giselle Fetterman, children, take trip to Canada in wake of Senator's hospitalization. She's truly a frightful looking woman. That's what gets me, even if he's not brain dead, right? In what world, when anyone you care about is hospitalized because they're so depressed, do you flee the country? I think people were ragging on her. And a lot of, uh, like on Twitter, they're like, stop making fun of Fetterman's wife. You're you're bad people. And it's like, dude, what? her husband's depressed and in the hospital for weeks. And she just went on vacation with her kids. That is like, that that's worse than what Ted Cruz did. Like with Ted Cruz, he went on vacation during that ice storm. And it's like, well, he was with his family though. You mm-hmm. know, so at the very least he cares about his family. This is like the senator's wife whose husband is a senator, not only fleeing the state, but also fleeing her husband who is, you know, convalesced. That's dark. If he's just depressed, then what is the reason to hospitalize unless they think that he's a danger to himself? Like I don't know. I guess he checked himself in or and something. If you're, if you're depressed, that's the last, like a hospital is the last place you should be. And they would just ship you off to a long-term medical facility no. that's not hospital. This guy's a cucumber. Like, he's a cucumber. I mean, look, it it just su- doesn't add up to me. And they, they assign him this authoritarian looking school teacher woman. Everybody thought uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died that one time. They're like, where is she? She's dead. And then she pops up a few months later, like, I'm still here. And, the, you know, <laughs> and so I wouldn't be surprised if Fetterman, you know, pops up later because you can't if someone really was brain dead, then they can't keep that covered up forever. So I, I, I wonder if he's I think injury makes more sense. Recurring injury makes more sense, but I don't know about brain dead. I think or de- dead. depression makes a lot of sense. Whenever someone uh, suffers a head trauma, especially fighters, it's pretty common in the fight. They be they have all sorts of chemical imbalance. It, a lot of bad things can happen emotionally to people with head trauma. So if he had a stroke, it's very likely that it, confusion brings on depression, Maybe. and then that lead could have led to stress. It additionally could have led to another episode or another injury as well. But I I, I wouldn't. I, I think the depression for sure. What's, what's that thing he's got where he can't understand words anymore? These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. 
Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit americafirsttaxgroup.com/tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or americafirsttaxgroup.com/tucker. That was that was the big thing like he can hear when you talk, but all he hears is like a and so he that's problematic it's very yeah so during the, during the debates there was a monitor oh and when they would talk it would translate the text to speech so that he could look at it and then read it and it was causing him problems yeah he had the cheat screen i wonder if just it got to the point where he's in office he just can't do the job and none of us thought he could do the job and so you know he's like so humiliating maybe look if he is in the hospital i would i would say this if it's not a recurring injury then it's political. And they probably said, we can't work with you because your brain's broken. Go to the hospital and take a few weeks to see if you can get your head straight and we'll have your aides take care of the job for you. And we'll send your wife too. Well, I don't know. She fled the Caribbean vacation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where did she go for vacation? Canada. Canada? Canada in the winter is a great... Does she have family there? Maybe she's got family there. Uh, Here's the story from Penn Live. What happens when your husband or father, a senator to boot, Checks into the hospital and media truck circle your home. Pack the kids up and head to Canada, Giselle Fetterman says. Fetterman recently explained on Twitter that she and her kid and and her kids left Pennsylvania for a family trip to Niagara Falls to get away from the media coverage surrounding her husband's recovery at Walter Reed Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Fetterman checked himself in to receive treatment for clinical depression on February 16th, according to his chief of staff, Adam Gentleson. He is there on a voluntary basis while his family navigates how to deal with the grief that comes with such a hospitalization. Giselle Fetterman said she and her son ziplined across Niagara Falls and the family did other scary things together. This is just a really, really weird story, isn't it? This sounds sick. It sounds sick. And the (laughs) people writing things. (laughs) What? Maybe she's leaving him. No, I could see they go into the hospital room and and Uh, he's like incapacitated almost like, uh, but he's like, I want you to be happy kind of thing. Like. Do it. I would go so with you. So she's like, like okay, we'll do it. We'll go zip lighting over Niagara Falls. <laughs> Does he have like a Stephen Hawking like voice generator or something? He can talk. No, he just can't understand the words that are said to him. I don't know. Okay. He could be in a coma for all I know. I don't know. That's the rumor. We don't know. Remember when like, Trump he's... got COVID and everyone was like, oh, he's dying. He's dying. They're covering it up. Um, and then he but did then a video all where the, he was all like, the establishment journalists who didn't want to seem like they were establishment. We're like, I hope he dies. <laughs> like, they're really ugly people. This thing, I want the best for John Fetterman. I want him to be healthy, yeah. which is why I wanted him to lose. Because no person that just got a, had a stroke should be taking on that kind of mental stress. And obviously, and this is why. Because It's the same thing with Joe Biden. I genuinely feel bad for both Joe Biden and Fetterman. I feel like it's elder abuse what they're doing. Man, Joe is like... Putting them through the ringer. Neither well, of Di- Di- Feinstein's uh, in the hospital right now. Uh, but that's shingles. I- yeah, but but still, like, how old is she? How, can someone look up her age? Yeah. So, okay, so we didn't even bring this up. This, we should have mentioned this. Diane Feinstein's in the hospital. The Democratic Party is, and with all due respect to the elderly, the geriatric party at this point. At least Republicans have, like, you know, they're making fun of the Republican Party and CPAC for the weirdos and the freaks. You had Joe Scarborough on MSNBC call them all weirdos and freaks. And I'm like, at least they're like youngish. Dude, especially, Feinstein's 89. Especially Mitch 89? McConnell, how it's, she's going to be 90 <laughs> in June. Wow. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi's still in office. It's just a whole bunch of really old people that are slowly dying. The Democratic and and young leftists don't like the Democratic Party. So uh, this could finally be the end of this garbage political party. I mean, we need term that? limits. 
I mean, term limits. I agree. You know, across what, the board. What about, how about, wait, wait, I got it. Party term limits. I mean, you got to change parties at some point? Let's Dem- say, you A know. Democrat cannot hold the same office longer than two consecutive terms or something like that. Unless they become a Republican? So, like, no, 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 you, any, any party. So we do this. If this, any, any seat, a senator seat, a congressional seat, is held by a Democrat for, you know, like, let's say term limits. Member of Congress, they can serve eight years. After those eight years, you can't have the same person or political party. Oh, you got to switch the whole thing up. Well, you know what I think? I think they should remove the D's and the R's on all of the ballots. Agreed. It we, should we be talk illegal. That way, no, because people, people will go, change their name to like Hot Lightning and stuff, and they'll get or like <laughs> no, that's Aaron a, Anderson. I don't think the biggest issue would that's be that's called electoral fraud. Their name people, to hot Lightning. Well, they'll be like. If you can't, you know, if you've got to represent yourself just by a piece of text on a paper when the vote comes to stupid voters or people that ignorant John voters. John Democrat Smith. Yeah, they'll be like, best choice will be the name. And they'll be like, how does best choice keep winning the elections? <laughs> D's least, nuts. I'm kind her. of joking, but I'm concerned that just taking the D and the R off wouldn't be enough because they'd still, the it's names are still, it is a start. You yeah. have to put your legal name. So we went to Congress uh, a month ago and we spent and, some and time down there. Real quick, interviewed. real quick, sorry. Correction. We're not there this week. We're there next yeah, week. Yeah, next Friday. Um, we interviewed them, and I got a vibe of why they don't want seem to want term limits, why there's pushback, because it's like a fraternity. You go in, and they become such close, tight battle buddies, good friends, that like it's almost like losing an arm to see one of them have to go. Like Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, like they're tight. And if all of a sudden Lauren disappears, it's like, dude, that's like part of our crew, man. It's not just that. They have to build their offices. When when we went there, they were explaining how you get an office and then you have to do remodeling and you've got to set it up. They give you space. It's all you get. And the staff is all integrated with people of other staffs and stuff. It's 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 but, you know, just that's not enough reason to not have term limits, in my opinion. I just see why there's resistance to it. now. Party term limits and bureaucrat term limits. I think the party term limit thing is we could even one up it and say. A Democrat, uh, a, a member of a party, or I should say a political party cannot have a, have a member serve uh, within, a, like we, we do a gap term. So if a Democrat is in office for eight terms, then it can't be a Democrat for the next eight terms. And it can only be, so, so basically, yeah, that is, after that, it can be the Democrats again. So there's eight years where it's not the Democratic Party. That means there'll have to be a third party because if a Democrat district has their person term out, they're not going to vote Republican. So it's got to be a different political party. And that could mean there there, there ends up with, we end up with like four or five different political parties that are very similar, but whatever, I'll take it. Break up the the duopoly of the private political organizations that control everything. Mm, We're overdue for that. Has that ever happened on earth in any government that the same party can't hold power? I don't know. Multiple terms. No idea. Let's, uh, Let's rag on Joe Biden. How about that? We got this story from Fox News. How dare you? Mother of two sons who died from fentanyl demands Biden apologize for laughing about her story. Don't be a coward. Do something, Kiesling said in response to President Biden. So here's the story. This woman had two of her sons die in in, uh, summer of 2020. They took some pills they thought were Percocet. They were laced with fentanyl. They died. She's very upset about it. And the drugs apparently came over the southern border, a problem for which Donald Trump was trying to solve and actually campaigned on solving in 2015, a problem that existed under the Biden, uh, the Obama-Biden administration. So Marjorie Taylor Greene interviews this woman. Marjorie Taylor Greene then tweets out, basically Biden's policies resulted in this and then like these people died. And then Biden, when asked about it, starts laughing, saying that was under the other guy. That was, that was under the Trump administration. So she's pissed. 
Obviously, her kids are dead. And the important point in this whole story is that Donald Trump inherits Joe Biden's administration. It's Obama's administration, but Biden's the VP. Trump, it, 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 he's campaigning in 2015. Like, we got to secure the border. We got to stop the drug cartels. What happens? The media calls him racist. Okay, Biden, the Biden administration comes back in after the fact. The border collapses. They, they claimed when Donald Trump was desperately trying to get funding to build the wall that he was racist and they shouldn't do it. and It wouldn't work anyway. So here you have Joe Biden laughing that these two kids who died, died while Trump was president, despite the fact that Trump was trying to fix the problem. So I imagine it like this. Joe Biden and Barack Obama are in charge of the fire department when a bunch of fires erupt and they don't do anything about it. And then Donald Trump says, give me the fire hose and I'll put the fire out. Trump then starts desperately spraying these buildings, trying to stop the fire. And then after a few years, Biden comes back, takes it from him, and then laughs at all the people who died in that fire. Yeah, they were like, are you anti-fire, Donald? Are you, you fire-phobic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. They said when, when, when Trump is like, China's sending drugs, they're like, you can't say that, that's racist. Then these kids die, and Biden's like, ha ha, that was Trump. Is there video of him laughing? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was giving a speech. Uh, I don't yeah, know if we I have a clip in this article, I doubt he though. was laughing in a malicious way. He's just not present of mind. Yeah, I don't think he, he was, knows what he's doing. <laughs> he wasn't necessarily laughing at the woman. He was laughing and mocking Marjorie Taylor Greene. But it's like the context of it is Marjorie Taylor Greene says these two young men died because of these border policies, and it's Biden's fault. And Biden's like, no, it wasn't. Trump was president. It's like, dude, you were the vice president before Trump got in and Trump literally campaigned on stopping a problem that was happening under your administration. How can you how do you, how do you blame Trump for that? He doesn't understand because Hunter knew where to get the clean ones. That's right. Oh, yeah, he's got connections. I think the Democrats are the party of short term gains. So they will let the border crisis keep going if it gives them a short term benefit in terms of economic but, you know, puffing but then he gives numbers. his State of the Union address and says, well, we got to fix the crisis at the border. We had over 70,000 fentanyl deaths. As if he actually cares when they're the ones creating this problem and throwing gasoline on the dumpster fire at the border. But he did say that at the State of the Union. He pretended to care, at least for a moment. Can we just, can I just, you know, we Someone got... Someone else wrote that, though. Joe, Joe, Joe Biden... <laughs> so... <laughs> Joe Biden laughs at this story, and it's just, it's, it was a layup. It was so easy. Someone could have come to him and said, we got a really, really great opportunity to boost your approval rating. It's really, really great. This, this Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking to this mother whose children died because of the border crisis. There's a perfect opportunity for you to win some points. All you got to do is say, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to your children. Trust me when I say I will do whatever it takes to seek justice and make sure we end the fentanyl crisis. We are working very hard. I'm sorry we let you down, but trust me, we'll get the job done. Could, couldn't he just do that? Like, does he have anybody? Don't could, even have to mean it. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. just just give us some empty platitudes about trust yeah. me, we're working hard. No, he left. You don't even need a plan. Nothing. But look, look, here's a guy who took a secret trip to Ukraine with half a billion dollars while the East Palestine crisis was happening. And there's toxic chemicals spilling. And he's just like, well, better go to Ukraine. That's that's what matters you know, to me, I guess. So I'm just kind of bummed. Yeah, I want to insult him. I, I, <laughs> yeah, do I don't it. think it's an insult. Is he's, he? He's come a, on, he's a bit of a name. prick. I, I'm going to call him um, a dismissive prick. Is what I want to call him. Okay. But like, I've seen him just be like laugh and dismiss people. Like, oh, come on. Matt Walsh would be proud. Uh, <laughs> and like, he just laughed and di did the whole dismissive thing on Marjorie, which is what this sounds like. Is like that's the laughing and dismissal kind of thing. I've seen him do it to people that are like, hey, like people, his constituents yelling at him when he was on the campaign trail. I remember him 
get up in a guy's face one time. He called him fat, didn't he? And he challenged him to a push-up contest. Wait, who? Biden Joe did? Biden, yeah. Like, he on. challenged him to a push-up contest. He got in that guy's you face know and called him fat. You know what's funny <laughs> is that Trump's actually been doing better at, you know, he, one of the things about Trump that I know a lot of people liked, but a lot of people who voted for him really didn't like was his brash attitude. He was, he was divisive. You know, he'd, he'd call people names. He'd insult them. Now, what are we seeing from Trump? He's putting out videos that are just like straightforward policy. Corporate press is calling it a traditional campaign or more so a traditional campaign. And Joe Biden is just laughing about these problems like he's not even he's not even planning on running anyway. Maybe that's really it. Maybe he's just saying he's going to run. But, you know, he's not even care. That's What's incredible, too, is they they had they gave Marjorie so much crap for how she acted at the State of the Union because she called him a liar. Yeah. But now he laughs in the face of this mother whose two kids died. And silence, except from Fox News. He laughs. Uh, Hillary Clinton laughs wickedly. Kamala Harris <laughs>, laughs like an idiot. Like, like Hillary yeah. Clinton laughs wickedly because she's wicked. Uh, Joe Biden laughs because he is demented. And, demented. And none of those laughs are because of. There's funny a big stuff. difference. Like it's, none of it's because like a, a joke was told and they're laughing in response. Like no, Kamala yeah. Harris. Oh will my just gosh, be like, Kamala <laughs> Harris's laugh is the most witchy laugh I've ever. It heard. It starts off deep. Did you see the the Ugh. girl did the. Uh, the Kamala Harris impression. She's like, no, no, no it starts off deep. <laughs> like, like the just think about the, the psychological makeup of a career prosecutor. It's like, no, eight years isn't enough. Throw him in for 30. To, to be, have that amount of power right now and to be laughing about stuff is insane to me. I, I, I understand humor. We're human. Uh -huh. It's part of what we are. But like, I think they're laughing because they have no vision of, of how to solve these problems. I, so they're just. I think we should just accept it, though. That's who they are. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at us while we die because of problems they created. That's who they are. Oh, your mic. What's, what was that? Oh. That might have been your mic popped oh. out. Yeah. What were you saying? Say it one more time. Oh, I said they're laughing at us, and that's we should just accept it. This is who they are. They're laughing at us while our children die because of problems they created. Yep, but while they're laughing at us, they're also turning around and going, these poor people in Ukraine, don't you care about the Ukrainians? And I'm like, I, I, I mean, personally, I know. They're so disconnected from what matters to normal people. I mean, yes, they're emotionally attached to people in a country they can't find on a map, but their own country, they just don't care about. Is this the I, most morally obvious thing to take a stand on? I think it's lowest it's effort. Different than that, though. You said they're disconnected. I don't think they're disconnected at all. They know people are starving. They know people can't afford to eat. They can't afford to live here. And they're choosing to care about these other things. They're choosing to laugh in the face. They of know all these things, but they're not personally connected to it. Like, I remember there was this um, professor from, like, Columbia or something uh, who years ago published a book about how he's, like, a functional... Oh, my mic is popping. He's, like, a functional heroin user, and he's... He's not an addict. He's just a user. But um, he's obviously like, you know, not connected to the experience of people who in the opioid crisis are on these drugs because, uh, you know, they're on the track to a death of despair. And he's also sourcing his heroin like in a way that's safe because of his socioeconomic status. And. Uh, then he publishes a book that completely downplays the gravity of this, this crisis because he's not really a part of it, you know. Who and is, he's also a libertine, like amoral academic, so he doesn't have any morals. I don't remember what his name was. He was just some like professor, um, wrote a book that was basically about like uh, how he thinks that harm reduction is uh, 
the best solution to the opioid crisis, but also like you can use uh, drugs like you can use narcotics safely uh, if you don't have like pre existing mental conditions which is he, he basically denied that picture this you're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down while still frustrating you feel protected because you have a plan through car shield car shield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs all you have to do is call before a breakdown Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. That opiates have a pharmacological uh, element of like addictiveness, which is obviously untrue. Was it that doctor with the dreadlocks? Carl I don't something? Remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I never saw a picture of him. I just uh, heard about I, it. This is, why to, this is why top-down governance doesn't work, why central planning doesn't work, because you get you lose touch with the people that you're not around. You need to let them govern themselves from a distance. You have to. I, I, That's a mix, man. There's got to be some plan for, like, national defense. Like the, the original idea of federalism, you know? There's a federal government, but it's fairly weak, and the states mostly take care of their own business. The problem is, as a culture, we're just too different. I suppose if you go back to the the foundings of this country, most people just wanted to be left alone. And that worked really well. Like if you're in, you know, a new state or whatever, you were like, look, I'm here, I'm doing my thing, leave me alone. The problem now is you have authoritarian ideologues in places like California that want authority over Texas and New York, or, you know, New York and California basically agree on the same things. So they want authority over Texas and Florida. So Texas and Florida can sit there all day and night and be like, we, we hereby agree to be left alone and we'll leave you alone. And California goes, you got it, buddy. And then as soon as they turn around, they go, start screwing with them. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how you, uh, we, we, I don't know if there's a classical liberal solution to the problem we are facing, right? In times of war, like, I'll put it this way. Anarchist societies don't work, right? We, we can talk about, I think, Catalonia, the famous anarchist attempt at, at, a, at a country. I, f- I forgot what the story was. But they try to create this anarchist enclave and it gets crushed instantly by barbaric outside forces. If you've got a hundred, you know, guild members who vote on policy because that's an anarchist system, everybody comes together and they wiggle their fingers. And then next door, you've got an authoritarian regime where one guy dictates everything. What do you think is going to happen? The one guy dictating everything is going to say to his, his, his military, crush them. And then when the anarchist people see the barbarians heading towards the city, they go, we're under attack. Quick, what do we do? And they're like, well, we're anarchists. We don't believe in centralized planning. So let's hold a meeting and have a discussion on how do we approach this, this attack. And then a day later, they're overrun and they're all dead. You know, you could have some kind of mixed system where in times of emergency, they elect an executor who can then take over and become a temporary emperor. Like we saw with, I think it was Cincinnatus. Was, was that his yeah, name? That's, yeah. He, he was like, dude. right. He's like, I don't want to be an emperor. And they're like, well, we're in an emergency and we need one now to act with executive, you know, emergency powers. And then after like, what, like two weeks, he was like, All right, I'm, a, I'm a farmer again. I don't want to do this. And it's like, a, it's like an epic story. But the issue is 
in times of crisis and emergency, we fall into executive decision making. We don't just sit back and say, let's vote on it. So right now, as we're dealing with a cult, ideological, authoritarian, authoritarian and, and terroristic regime, there is no passive voting your way out of a conflict with these people. They're firebombing buildings. They're sterilizing kids. Vote like there, there, there is no peaceful. Let's all come together and have a decision. No, it's going to be for now. I think the solution is probably hard legislation and law enforcement. No more. You know, we got to be we have to be tolerant of the adult man thrusting his hips in front of that baby. No, that's a crime. And that person should probably be arrested and charged. And it's about time we stop passively saying, we'll just let them do their thing because it doesn't bother us. Hey, look, we're here in Texas and in Texas we have laws. But if California wants to do it, that's California's business. That's federalism. And that's what people are arguing for. And I'm kind of like, nah, maybe the federal government should be like, there's a standard and you can't have sex, adult sex shows for children. So we're going to stop that. But, but too, too many conservatives are telling me that Civil war is not going to, it can't happen. The country would be crushed. China would take over. Fair point. I agree. And then they say federalism is the answer. Let the states do what they want. And I'm like, why? So California can start having sex shows for kids? Like they've been doing Mm -hmm. that. They're doing it in Texas. I don't see a classical liberal solution to this. There's going to have to be a, a centralized baseline morality that we all agree on. So, and then we enforce the law. And we're seeing it in California now with the gender transition stuff making that a safe haven for kids to go to California. So if you can't get it in Texas, you can go over to California and get it done. It's like abortion. Right. So so this idea of federalism just means that you're going to have states that do things that are... Morally abhorrent. But you're going to have two factions. If you want to avoid civil war, the answer is have the laws be enforced at the federal level. California cannot just let illegal immigrants come into the state and there's nothing done about it. The problem is, is the selective enforcement, which is probably useful because like marijuana, schedule one narcotic. Are you insane? It's a, it's like a plant, like don't OD on it. But they're obviously William Randolph Hearst wanted to get that stuff made illegal in the late twenties, early thirties to get his paper empires. He owned all the trees. He was tired of printing on hemp. He wanted to print on his trees. So he manipulated Harry Anslinger in Congress to make it a narcotic. Federal one scheduled nar- narcotic. That's insane. And if the federal government goes into California to bust them up for selling weed, I I do not agree with that overreach of federal law. Yeah, but that's law. something that's debatable. These issues like drag queens thrusting in front of kids shouldn't be. Now, I'm, I think it should and be Antifa. debated. It has to be debated now because of it, because I, of the situation. I don't think there should be any debate. I, I'm not willing to have a conversation or hear anyone's side on why you think a man dressed as a woman who's wearing a thong and leather get-ups should be reading to our children. Reading? Now, we're not talking, we're, we're, we're Dancing, well past that. thrusting, pole the, dancing, the other, they're doing yeah. all of this. So we, we talked about Bill Maher the other day. He's got that clip on CNN where he said the transgender activists have gone mm-hmm. too far. And there was a bit of context that I think we missed because Jake Tapper says, yes, but what the trans activists would say is that now they're trying to ban all of this stuff, regardless of what the kid or the doctor says. And Bill Maher says, well, perhaps that backlash went too far. Well, hold on there a minute, Bill. Bill Maher actually said the banning of child sex change surgery went too far. When did Bill Maher start being in favor of children getting sex change operations? He's because he's defending it now. Saying, no, 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 that's too much. That's too much. We should allow that. And I'm just like, within the span of a couple of years, like literally two years, we went from there are no child sex change surgeries to they are, but they're rare to the backlash against it is going too far and it should be completely legal for all children. The pace pace is incredible in which this all became widely accepted. 
And it's because I blame cops, but this is probably part of the weakening of institutions, defund the police. Now you have in Texas, the famous story was they were doing the adult sex show for children where it said like it's not going to lick itself and all that. Mm -hmm. And then the cops were like, well, you know, I can't get involved in this kind of stuff. And it's just like, are you kidding me? There are adult men with fake sex organs dancing for children with a big sign that it's not going to lick itself. And you're just going to stand there. Well, you know, they that they it, it's but but they shut down that woman in Texas for operating her salon during COVID. Yep. That's why I've been like, abolish the police. Like, look, look at all the major news that's been coming out for, for the past several years. Why? I mean, there was a woman who opened a cafe in Minnesota and it was against the COVID rules. So they hunted her down and arrested her. Yet you can have adult men with fake genitals thrusting in front of children with a big neon sign saying it's not going to lick itself. And the cops are like, well, now, you know, we can't get involved in this. And people are like, back to blue, baby. I'm like, people okay, sure, I guess. actual pride in this country and like it's founding principles have less and less incentive to become cops and also military service members. So like more and more, it's just going to be corrupt, power hungry people in the police force anyway. But aside from that, like, are we not going to recognize the relationship between like accepting adult sex change surgeries, uh, that starting us on the path to accepting the, the child sex change surgeries? Like that's where it starts. Well, the, right? the interesting thing about that that I've been talking about is it's the one uh, DSM-5 disorder where we decide to affirm, right? If you're body dysmorphic and mm -hmm. you want to remove a hand, we say no. If you're anorexic, we say no. If you're morbidly obese, well, we're starting to say yes to that. I don't say <laughs> we, but fat body positivity. If you are cutting, we say no. If you, are, if you have pica, where you're like eating pennies, we say no. But... If you want to remove your junk, we say, okay. And I have to wonder if it's because there are people who are thinking about like, well, you know, they won't have kids. So that works out like that's their mentality. But I just don't I, I, I'm gen genuinely asking why it is that for all of the dysmorphic disorders and all of the general DSM-5 disorders, the one we affirm is the one that sterilizes people. You know, like when someone's anorexic, we don't say go to the doctor and get your Ozempic and, and your pills. We say, you better start eating. The doctor says, start eating. The top two issues for the Democrats right now are, are abortion and the transgender affirming care. Why do, why do we affirm this one? You know, like I, I was talking about this the other day. I tweeted it. When, when someone, they, they say like, oh, but if we don't give them the care, they're, they're at high risk for suicide. And I was like, oh yeah, that's called the 5150. If someone is presenting signs of self-harm, they get involuntarily committed so they can receive treatment to stop them from wanting to harm themselves. We try to save them from this. If somebody is standing on a bridge about to climb over the railing, people run up and grab them and pull them up. They don't say, well, I better affirm their decision. Why don't you? Well, but they're starting to with medical assistance and dying. To, yeah, to accept assisted suicide and euthanasia. Um, suicide and also, booths like, were a joke, I, I see people talking about accepting mental illnesses as well, like as just a fact of your life that is not circumstantial. And, you know, if you're depressed and you, you know, don't want to get out of bed or brush your teeth, then, you know, that's a disability and you should get <laughs> government yeah. money for it. Basically, Remember, like that's that's a condition you were born with. Did you see that viral TikTok where the, the, the I think it's a woman, she's like, why do I have to work full time just to live? <laughs> and it's, it's like, seriously, that's their attitude. Yep. I'm like, entropy, I guess oxidization, your body falls apart unless you do. It's like, 
That's because office job work, like normal corporate America work is kind of soul sucking. So I get why she said it. I got to be honest. If, you know, I was about to enter the gates of eternity and they said there's one where you're sitting in an office all day and one where you have to hunt and forage for survival. I'd go with the hunting and foraging. Exactly, yeah. That's, that, it's, that's for uh, me. Have you ever hunted? It's, I don't know. That's a lot of. Well, I wouldn't. Nothing you never like, know. If, yeah, it's. It's de- you don't know if you're going to eat. That's the, you don't know if you're going to find food. Right. What I'm saying is like if I had to choose a life between farming, how about that, and office work, I'd choose farming. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's. I've oh man! Like, have you come on? We've all seen Office would. Space. The office work is pretty. Good. Like, it's a fair point. These people are going into jobs and they're just like, I sit here staring mm-hmm. and doing nothing but this remedial garbage. They're also overqualified and like. Knowing too much is torturous uh, when, like, you're not really put to use in society. You're given this, like, meaningless email job that you know is useless and isn't a building block to anything important. Yeah. Of course people are going to end up depressed and, and they're going to wonder, like, why am I even working anymore? Yeah, the Federal Reserve. But they won't exercise. The Federal Reserve really wants people to work. This jobs economy where they're like, <laughs> we need jobs, jobs, jobs. Uh, you dig the hole. Now you fill the hole back up. We're going to pay you both <laughs> with our funny money and you owe us interest on the money we gave you. Now go. And that's what they want. They have people doing menial, almost sometimes even useless, literally. Fill I it love, up. Hold, dig it, fill it up, dig it, fill it up. As long as to keep people are busy. I love this leftist meme where they're like, did you know that in medieval times people didn't work? And they had, you know, what, what, what do they say? Like 50 days. It was a communist days. utopia. Yeah, they say that the, the medieval <laughs> peasants had like 50 days of vacation and only worked like four hours a day and stuff like By that. By the way, <laughs> because they were religious, they observed religious holidays. It's not vacation. Right. But it's not just that. It's like, you know, I, I love telling the story of my Occupy friend who went to work on a farm to reduce their carbon footprint. And they lasted two weeks. And they said it was because they were working sun up to sundown. It's like you wake up, you work, then you work until it's dark and you go to bed. And it's like and what happened with Chaz. They were like, this is too much work to have an autonomous zone. Or with <laughs> Occupy, back to the empire. Yeah. With, with <laughs> Occupy, their inability to govern. Yeah. They So with Occupy Wall Street, they tried doing the anarchist general council or whatever. Yeah, or there. And, but when it, when it didn't work, they were like, okay, we can't, we can't figure out how to find unanimity, uh, una- uh, unanimity, unanimity, unanimity. <laughs> yeah, is that the word, something like that. But it is they, unanimous. In yeah, order for there to be a functioning anarchist society, everyone has to agree with minimal dissent. That meant when they were trying to make a decision, you could have one or two dissenters. But it had to be like 95% of people in agreement. And when one bad idea got into that group, it spread like fire or had the potential to. And well, then all so, of a sudden you get 98% of the people are like, bad idea now. And like, But what, what ended up happening was you had a handful of people who knew for a fact, if we don't get bins to store clothing, they're getting, they're, it's rot, it's getting soggy wet, it's growing mildew, it's getting filthy, and our food is spoiling. We need bins to seal this stuff from the rain. And they couldn't get it done. Because every time they would say, we want to use funds to buy bins, they'd be like, no, plastics are bad for the environment. No, it's got to be recycled. It's got to be fair trade. It's got to come from a mom and pop shop. And so they finally agreed, okay, you can get the bins so long as they're fair trade, recycled, not from a box store. And they couldn't find that. It was impossible. So what did they do? They just went and bought from Walmart or whatever, whatever they could find. And then just didn't tell anybody because the anarchist system just literally didn't work. You couldn't find it. And so when it came to that system being broken, a bunch of these facilitators were like, how about we create a new system called the Spokes Council? Well, the problem was it was a general assembly. Nobody would agree. They were like, no, you are not changing the system because you can't get what you want. So then one day there was the funniest thing ever. 
They all say all in favor of the new spokes council system. And like two thirds of the people clap. And then the third are like blocking and saying no. And the guy goes, let me count. Uh, yeah, we passed. It worked. And then it was just like, no, it didn't. You're just saying that. And people went along with it. Because, like, what are you supposed to do? The, the guy talking said it happened. It happened. The last night I was at Occupy at that with the council, uh, we were working on, they wanted to build a decentralized Craigslist kind of thing where you could send items to people that need it, like protesters. And that was the idea. Maybe that maybe a technological solution is the way to develop anarchy. I, I don't know whatever happened to it, though. Decentralized Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. I guess Craigslist itself is not technically decentralized on a bunch of servers, but the idea is you work with the seller. You don't have to go through a central portal, so it's a bit it's redundant. Like Craigslist for philanthropic causes. Yeah, it was supposed to be. By and the way, I, I the, the rants and raves section on Craigslist is top tier, better than Twitter. Yeah, oh, I love it. The Maybe memes. we should make a show based on that. Craigslist? Just reading Craigslist rants. You ever read good like ones? the misconnections? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and my friends used to make fake ones. <laughs> Saw you like, at the studio, but you were deep in the computer. We had we had one where it was like, I see you all the time. I saw you at work. I don't think you noticed me. And then like it increasingly got darker and darker where it was like, I remember seeing you walk home. You were so beautiful. I don't know if you, you're, you, you've noticed me, but I want to give you my number. I was, you know, standing outside your house. I looked through your window, things like that. Just really funny. But uh, actually, it sounds like a really good idea. We should write that down, like commenting on, uh, Craigslist. on Craigslist. Craigslist rants. Yeah, <laughs> you're actually Wesley writing right it down. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's jump to this story. This one's a good one. So we have this uh, fact check from WTHR. Viral video of Biden saying he's reinstating the draft is a deep fake. In the video, President Joe Biden appears to say he's reinstating the draft so the U.S. can help defend Ukraine against Russian forces. The video is a deep fake. I love that this was fact-checked because it was made by Turning Point. It was on Jack Posobiec's show, and he outright says that it's not a real— like, he explains, we are showing you of what is to come, and it's, like a, it's, a, it's meant to be provocative. And then the media is like, uh-oh, people might think this is real. All right, well, here's why I think this is worth talking about. Election season's coming up. We are going to see deep fakes, and they are going to improve at the speed of maximum economic investment. And they're going to be hilarious. Yeah, but some of them are going to be scary. But yeah, hilarious too. Like the one of Joe Biden and Trump playing Overwatch there's was more. one of the funniest. <laughs> they keep making them. I, there's one with the, um, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson, and then Elon comes in. And he's like, "You sons of bitches! I can't, I can't fight the boss." The, the Overwatch one was just too, too good. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. no, but the Overwatch one was good. He was like, "Jesus Christ! I come in here try to get a quick cue, and it's Bidenator, and it's <laughs> Trump saying it." But uh, no, what I think we're going to see is how much money do they invest in presidential elections? It's 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 got to be what billions? billions billions it was it was I think Obama was a billion so now imagine how much money is going to be on both sides for an election especially with how crazy things are getting in this country and they are going to be investing people are going to invest tens of millions into advancing deep fake technology I guarantee it right now some political person I don't care what political party saw this and they said if we can make this impeccable we will never lose another election again. And so they're meeting right now with deep fake companies saying, and, and I bet a lot of it is, is totally like seemingly on the level. Some guy who's got nefarious intentions goes to an AI company and says, hey, I want to invest a, you know, a, a billion dollars into the development of the technology. And they go, wow, that's really great. Thank you for the funding. And what they intend to do with it is make realistic videos that are indistinguishable. And so my fear is not that you will see a video go viral of Joe Biden reinstating the draft. Why? Well, people are going to be like, get out of here. He never did. It's a deep fake. But what they'll do is 
you'll have a real video of Donald Trump say, uh, saying we should condemn them totally, referring to white supremacists and neo-Nazis. And what they'll do is they'll make an impeccable deep fake replica where he should says, and some of them should be condemned totally. A very minor difference, but a drastic change in the context. And then you run it on CNN. And then if they get caught, they're just like, we didn't know. And not even, no, it's, it's not even that. They're going to say, that's the video. And then Trump's going to sue and say, that is not what was said. Here's the actual report. And you're going to say, look, there's 12 different videos, all seemingly of the exact same thing. We don't know which one's the real one. Because everybody knows Trump gave the speech. Everybody know, knows Trump says something about condemning Nazis. But the only difference is they should be and some of them should be. It's like a weapon. It's like a strike first kind of thing. Like what, yep. the ethics of striking first is you know, beyond me, I don't, I don't the, like the, what's going to happen is Democrats will share the video of Trump going, and I'm not talking about the white nationalists because some of them should be condemned totally. And they're going to go, he said some of them, like he's implying all, all there may be some good ones there and they're all going to share it and it's going to infect that bubble. And then you're going to get the right being like, no, no, he said they should be. He was talking about all of them. And there's going to be two different versions of one news event existing for both different political factions. So it's going to be no different than it is now. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime time anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. That I mean that's very different. <laughs> that's right sad. right I mean, now. The, they're listening to the same thing and having a Yes, but you can still So I I was uh, at a family holiday event and I was talking about how China was potentially getting access to the DNA from COVID tests. And, you know, uh, one individual was like, what? Get out of here. That's BS. That's not true. You can't say that. And then I just pulled up my phone, pulled up NPR reporting it. And I handed it to him. And they read it and they went, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And I'm like, you're sitting here thinking I'm wrong about this. I was just citing NPR of all sources. What happens when they go, no, and they pull up a video and they show you the video and you go, that's not a real video. They'll say, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're lying. I have the video. So what's the best way to authenticate those, though? Impossible. Deepfakes? Yeah. We were talking about that today in one of our development meetings. I don't know. I think it's going to have to be either the person verifies the video themselves. And yeah. if it's a video of you that you don't verify, then there's no I, verification. I think it's going to be a lot easier to verify the real ones rather than sniffing out all the fake ones. But then people like Project Veritas will try and catch someone and they'll be like, no, I don't. That's, that wasn't a real video. Yep. So you've got to be like, at some point, um, the other idea is to build like a headset or some sort of tech that you can use that can see that it's a deep fake somehow no that can tell if it's ai <laughs> you got you got you got to understand the, the the full sphere of what this what this means a video will come out of say a guy at pfizer saying something ridiculous like we're mutating the virus or you know who knows what yeah, yeah. and then what'll happen is uh, a veritas like organization will say here's a video of the guy saying they're mutating the virus what they'll then do is they will make using that video, another deep fake, and say, ah, yes, but here's the part they cut out. And then all of a sudden, you'll see another video where the guy goes, could you imagine if like someone from these companies had something as crazy as we're mutating these viruses so that we can make more money? That would be insane. And then everyone will go, oh, Veritas cut the context out. He was 
talking about how crazy it would have been if someone did it. He didn't actually say it. Wow, that proves Veritas is lying. You see the point? I could see that in other cases. In a case like Veritas, they, they, I mean, they have all the footage. Yeah, but, but how do you prove a negative? If an organization to defend itself deep fakes your video, you can't prove the video doesn't exist. You can only prove a video does exist. So you'll get a video of Trump saying something like, you know, we're going to build a big, beautiful wall. And then the left will, you'll get a combination of offensive and defensive deep fakes. The left will make a video where Trump is like saying something somewhat offensive to add context, making it seem like he's racist. And then to defend against it, the Republicans will add another bit where Trump is saying, can you believe what so-and-so said? He said this. And they'll just keep trying to change the context with deep fakes. Think about what happens if you, you get filmed and someone leaks audio of you saying something offensive. You can be able, you, you, you can say, hey, that's out of context that I wasn't actually it saying probably wasn't. <laughs> so if Ian came on the show and said, I don't like buttered popcorn and that clip went viral, people would be like, wow, he doesn't like buttered popcorn. And if Ian said, no, 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 that's bad. He would just make a deep fake of him saying, I would never say something like I don't like buttered popcorn. And that inverts the context. And that's what you can do with deep fakes, too. It's going to be wild, man. A billion dollars per camp campaign plus. And how much of that money can get invested in making stuff like this? Remember the meme wars in 2015, 16? Mm-hmm. It, it, ramp it up, baby. Because you're going to get a combination of, you're going to get subliminal, liminal, and superliminal deepfakes. Superliminal deepfakes are going to be someone being like, and here's a new meme of Joe Biden singing the chicken song. <laughs> and it'll just be Joe Biden. And it'll be silly. Then you'll get stuff that are liminal. I'm doing air quotes, a Simpsons joke that are more like what Jack Posobiec did, where it's some people might get confused by it, but he says what he's doing. And then the subliminal is when they just leak stuff and then don't say anything about it and people fall for it. They should do one of Fetterman. I mean, that'd be cool, but it would just be how dead, would you, it would be how dead would, air. Yeah. How would you? <laughs> he's not. How speaking. would you know if he if they released a deep fake of Fetterman right now saying, look, here's your proof of life. Exactly. Yeah, and then what happens when get this? John Hodgkinson runs for Senate and everyone sees videos of him staying at the podium cheering. Everybody sees interviews with him talking about his policies. And there is no John Hodgkinson. It's a AI deepfake character that appears in the media, that appears on YouTube, that does this campaigning. And you'll see people in YouTube and they're cheering for him. He'll have commercials where he says, vote for me because I believe in making America great again. And then everyone's like, I'm going to vote for this guy. And he's not real. I think you made a good point that if if Fetterman had a deep fake, because uh, when when they deep fake Biden, it's obvious it's a deep fake a lot mm-hmm. of times because you you can't hear the imperfections, like you can't hear the degraded quality in his brain, um, <laughs> and, and a lot of times it's when people too are perfect. yeah, and when people are singing with songs, if the machine builds it, you can kind of tell it's like robotically perfect, and so there's this imperfective quality to human behavior that possibly cannot be captured by a computer if we could somehow perceive that in certain contexts i at least agree with that yeah i think it will be though and that's what's scary is i feel like the technology is evolving a lot quicker than we are i feel like we're pretty dumb compared to what we've created and that's where a lot of this chaos is coming from because we are not equipped or evolved to live in the world we created those videos of like gen zers being like why do i have to have a job they are going to be the first in line to go into the pod. They're going to say, you know, you're right about this. You shouldn't have to step into pod where we will hook feeding tubes right into your gullet 
and then put the VR helmet on and you'll live in digital world where you can be whatever you want to identify as. I thought you meant the suicide booth. Well, that too. They created that mentality by making it so miserable (laughs) to live and survive for these kids. I mean, I do... Gen Z gets a bad rap for being so nonchalant about it, but wouldn't you? You're never going to own anything. Most of them are not going to own houses or cars or anything. I, so I, I don't really blame them. I, They've been the lied team. to about most things, um, and especially like the gender stuff. Like, think about being a a they them on hormones, working at Starbucks, and there are like twenty mobile orders. Like I wouldn't, and then you have like social anxiety disorder and stuff, and like they all have disorders. I They're mean, all it's all. it's just like it's not an enviable position. It's boring. I agree with that. But like you talk, look at people come back from the jungle after losing a leg. Like I don't see combat vets complaining and bitching about well, how well, hard well, well, life is. Adrienne Curry says, "Send them to Ukraine." <laughs> I, I agree. That's the thing. Send like, all the TikTokers to Ukraine. Any 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 one of these people who wants to wave Ukrainian flag and complain about what's going on, <laughs> I say we send them right over. You know, like it's it's hard. I do agree that it, life has become treacherously dull for people, especially being lied yeah. to about the military industrial complex and then realizing you're part of the empire is like, what the fuck am I doing? I mean, the reason they wouldn't go to Ukraine is because they're like languishing the fact that they know that they're useless <laughs> like that's that's they know that they that they would instantly die in a they're, combat they're situation gonna, and that's like demoralizing even worse not Adam when, Kinzinger when, <laughs> I, I, how much you want to bet Winzinger that story of you will live in the pod you will eat the bugs you will own nothing and you will be happy they're probably going please it can't come soon enough they are they yeah. are I will tell you Gen Z has that attitude you know I I see a lot of the dialogue especially when they're talking about you know if there was an apocalypse they're saying wow you guys' will to live is incredible I just let I'd let it all happen so I think these kids are severely depressed I think they don't really have much purpose because we've hyper fixated on individualism in this narcissistic society so these kids are just focusing on only themselves And they have a meaningless life because they have no other purpose (laughs) except themselves. So once we took away that community. Not even themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the future's sounding pretty good, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I imagine kids are like the ultimate purpose. Because I've I've been gaming a lot and just keep thinking like, what is the freaking purpose of life? I I keep rinsing and repeating the same thing. There's no goal. There's no like quest to salt to finish. There's no experience gained. I don't get the ding when I do the thing. It's just nonstop. The indomitable human spirit and like. The, the drive to produce the next generation. To do what, though? Eat more candy bars and watch more TV? Like, what? Go to that's space. A, that's what I'm going through. And that's, I think having children is a big part. I haven't done go it to yet. Space. Go to Mars. I Just go exploration. To Mars Maybe it's different you know? for everybody. Explorations for some people. See, see, my my dreams for the future cannot be accomplished in a single lifetime. <laughs> you know, I, I am not driven by having a fancy car or an infinity pool. I'm driven at the thought of a spaceship traveling the galaxy with a bunch of people on it being like, you know, we're 17 light years away, sir. Engage warp. You know, that sounds pretty <laughs> What are you awesome. going to find up there? Uh, you know, be rocks. You know, maybe, maybe People rocks. get bored of that, too. Like, I've tripped my balls off and seen the craziest stuff and, and, and like, experienced the most, I mean, bending reality. And it's still just like, now what? Like, even while I'm tripping, I'm like, okay, the bug is dancing on my arm. What is this? Ever, all crisis, things will bro. die, and I'm like crying. Relationships are that the only horrible. thing that really matters. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like a good that's time. The, Ian. Traveling it's both to the space and the downside matter. of LSD. Nothing, li- nothing technically matters, but no, for me, it's I all mean, about negative entropy. 
my, my, things matter. Just watch what, helping what, other what, people. Because what, what I matters think Bucko, is creating more organization, is, is organizing free energy into complex systems. That's it. I feel really good whenever I feed Bucko and he's happy. Like the cat mm-hmm. that I've been taking care of. Tim, but, would you go to Mars if Elon told you you can get on a spaceship right now and go? No. You wouldn't? Nope. Would you, you just um, said you wanted to go on a spaceship. I didn't say I wanted to go on a spaceship. I said I want <laughs> humans want to, to go it. on a spaceship. Well, it's you, cringy then, when they shoot themselves up into space and then just come back down like you didn't really do anything. You just sat there. Mars right Let now is happening. You're looking you. at spaceships getting shot up and you're like, ugh, that's It's cringe. a one-way trip. If you, go to, if you go to Mars, you're staying would, on Mars would, for the rest of your life. Would, would you go orbit Mars and then come back? I'd go to Mars. Uh, probably not. It's like an eight-week journey or something. Oh, humans, humans don't understand yeah, how much of their life is nothing but humans. I mean, it's, it's like you've got to remind them, go out into the middle of nowhere and see how much anything matters. You'll, you'll care about your survival, but you will start begging for humans. Well, that's, that's why people are so sad. We took away that community and people think that they have it in social media, but really we've been so divided and our neighbors have been demonized and everyone's, your neighbor's going to kill you if they take off the mask. It's just very, we, we lost that community a long time ago. This is why solitary confinement is torture. Yeah, I've noticed Literally, that. Literally, it's yes. with my friends, air quotes on the internet. I have 1,800 friends on Facebook. How many friends do I actually have in life? Mm-hmm. 13, It's a false sense of community that we get on social media. Yeah, family mm-hmm. is like the major component. I think when you get older, you care a lot less about, when you're in school and you have a peer group, you're forced to be around them. You are told by the system, like, here you're doing this thing. It's either school or work. And so you have friends because of this confined space. But when humans are set off to be on their own, they focus on family, which is moving down instead of, you know, your peer group is, is, is to your left and right. Your family is the generation below you. You'll care a lot more about that and you'll strive for a lot more for that than you would just friends. So as you get older, family is the, is the human component that people need. That's why you were just saying, man, mm-hmm. like you don't get the dopamine hit. If you had a kid, you would. And that's why it's crazy. You get that Chelsea Handler video where she's like, I don't have kids, so I get to wake up, do drugs, and masturbate. And I was like, that sounds like what a 16-year-old would say, lady. It's not just that, but it's her implication that having children is humiliating. Yeah, um, so weird. Yeah, and that, like, living for pleasure is the only way that uh, that a woman can, like, reach uh, her potential. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you, Ashley, like, having become a mother, understand that it's, like, very demeaning when that message is constantly pushed. Oh, absolutely. That that's you know you're you're free. That's the best way you can live is not having children. Uh, my kids is the best thing that ever happened to me. But I also understand that it's it's getting tougher to have families. You don't have that village anymore to help raise kids. Yeah, it takes and a village. And so a lot of these things too seem so silly that are in the news and stuff because you you have people who can't raise families the way that we're supposed to. You, it's not ideal circumstances to have families, and I'm fortunate enough that I can provide, but a lot of people can't. And I understand that. They don't have that village. They don't have the community. They don't have the economic resources. So it's kind of twofold where you want to promote family values and tell everyone to have families, and that's mm-hmm. your purpose. But it's also very hard for people to do that now. So there I, are a bunch I of people trying to take your kid away from you as well. I, yep. <laughs> I see both sides. And yeah, exactly. You send him off to school. You send your son to school and you come back with his daughter. It's daycare. Of- it's school. It's gender transition. That word care. Programs. I don't like that word care, man. Like what? What's caring about daycare? Like, are they really being cared for? They just call it care. Oh, yeah. Gender the neglect is, care. and the abuse in those places is mind blowing. Like, I, yeah. And also elder abuse is getting worse. The most vulnerable people in our society are being abused. Because we don't take care of our community. Yeah, exactly. Have you been able to find the tribe or 
Yeah, and I'm fortunate enough to have a good support system, but I think that's where conservatives kind of fall short is that, you know, you push these family values, but they're not really pushing any legislation or policies or changes to make it easier to have to families and, to, yeah. and for families to survive. So I do think that Republicans tend to play on the defense instead of offense, and they're not making pro-family policies. They're not making it easier um, for people to find that purpose. I found with all the cool people I'm meeting doing this show that I haven't really made any friends out of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm Jack Posobiec. I love you, Jack. I like Jack. Love Jack. He's cool. He's like if me and him hung out, we'd be friends. But yeah. I don't see him, and like I'm, I'm realizing the community You're an adult, part, bro. Like the community part of it is missing. For me, that's what I haven't been doing lately. It's like I, ba- I barely talk to you, dude. I see you. <laughs> this is your fault. I know. Every therapy Every- session. Yes. <laughs> Everybody comes here and they're like, I hung out at Tim Cast's castle for like three days. I never saw Ian once. And like, we're, we're all downstairs. What? We had a Super Bowl party. Bob just said he didn't see you for three days. Yeah, we, a lot. I love we, you. We had a Super You're Bowl so party. You're so elusive, what, Ian. What happened is you. I started making internet videos in 2006, and I was like, I can be friends with everybody. I'm going to do what Jesus would have done if he had this tech. And, and then I, I got burnt out. I was like, I can't. I started to become friends with people that were depressed, and then. I would start to get depressed. And I, I was like, I gotta, I can't be around other people because they're freaking me out. Well, because you use the tech, right? Because what is that? Is that not why? It was part of it. I was meeting people from all over Earth, random people that I had nothing in common with, that I was taking in their behaviors and, and idiosyncrasies and values and things before I even knew who they were. And I, I would get like, Demons. I mean, I'm, they were—they were like the darkness in humanity Wait, would start to is, seep into is this me. And drug I'm, induced? Uh, lots of weed. That's probably uh, part of it too. Is I couldn't control myself, my my emotions, because I was so open from my neurons all going at once. Here's what, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do, Ian. We're we're launching that show, Poker with the Boys. All right, and mm-hmm. it's 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 meant to just be like a, a boys show hangout. It'll be girls there too. It's not just boys, but like the general idea is to hang out with your friends style podcast where people are smack talking, ribbing on each other, probably talk whatever is in current news, but it won't be a news show like this. And you just got to come to it. What another problem I'm having, maybe people identify with this is I, I don't like small talk. I mm-hmm. I'd just rather be silent. Mm-hmm. and sit in silence with someone, which what is you, very awkward for It depends for what you people. mean by small talk. I think like small talk is part of recognizing the, the dignity of the person in front of you. You know, niceties are also kindness. So small Making talk them feel welcome, hospitality. Just more like, just more just, like understanding yeah. I feel like people vibrating. who say I hate small talk are actually not like, not you, Ian, but like they are, like, are the people who, who call themselves sapiosexuals and stuff. Like, like, <laughs> like you're not as deep as you think. You're like small talk is deep. Like you're recognizing the person Ele- across from you. Elevate the conversation if that's your issue, Ian. If, if if someone's like, so what did you do yesterday? And you're like, I had lentil soup. And I'm like, oh yeah, how was that? Go, let's talk about philosophy and quantum physics. Uh, have you ever read about string theory? Just it's I your, do that, I do your that. choice. It's somewhat odd. But when people- It'd be, it'd be hilarious. I think it'd I'll be funny. I'll try it. I'll try it. Ian, like everyone says this, but you, like talking to you is- uh, an intense experience because like no one pays that close attention to me. Like <laughs> anyone talking to you just feels like, whoa, um, you're like actually looking me in the eye and listening to what I'm saying and responding accordingly. Like that's that's a rare experience in human conversation and it's a good thing. Do you think it's becoming more common? Ugh, no. I, I think people are, people are disassociating from each other mm-hmm. yeah. and they're, they're spending more times in virtual spaces and virtual reality and video games and things like that. They're not having kids. I got I to gotta tell you, there, there are, there's professional athletes and musicians that I'm a huge fan of and I'm like, they got no kids. But look, look, I'm going to be 37 in a week. I don't got any kids either. And that's kind of crazy to me. 
And so, you know, private business, but there's an intention for me to have a family. But there are a lot of people I see who are now in their 50s that I grew up watching and, and looking up to to a certain degree, have no families at all. And I'm like, that's it. That's the end of their their genetic influence. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their legacy ends with them. Now, there, there are a lot of people who have kids. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people have kids. But there are just some rock stars and pro athletes. And I'm just like, man, they just didn't have any families. That kind of bums me out because it means like the, the, the life lessons and the genetics, the combination of these things that made them who they were, such great people that had a tremendous positive impact on the world, mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. With them, gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying their kids are going to grow up to become famous or anything. They might, you know, be, oh, yeah. you know, dickheads or and something. And that why is what I'm interested in. Why do we have so many people making choices that really are against our biological nature? Most people, given the ideal circumstances, I think would have children and families. So why are there so many people... My original thought was I got really red pilled in 06, 07. I felt pretty alone, but I was like, okay, I'm going to have to make a self-sacrifice. I'm going to have to let my body be destroyed in order to speak up against the military industrial complex. They're not going to have it. Jesus got killed for it. I'll probably get killed for it. That was my roll in the dice. I'm like, I don't have kids because I don't want to leave them fatherless. And that, that was kind of set me on the last 15 years. But I'm at the same, I don't want to leave them fatherless, but I, I'm not going to stop talking. I, I, we refuse to back down. And maybe, I, I don't know. I, you know when uh, people say, like, I don't want to bring a kid into this world. Like, the world is just such a scary place and it's only getting worse. Um, like, how, how could I subject someone to grow up in a world like this? Um, and, like, yeah, there are unique factors to, like, why living today is different, maybe worse in a lot of ways. But, um I think people are just afraid of, uh, you know, being the person with the biggest impact on a on an impressionable person. Like I they think don't, it's also, they're afraid of passing down their own mediocrity. I think and, it's also just a yikes. really scary world <laughs> to raise a kid in. Like we're fighting to not have it always men has been pole though. dancing in front of children. <laughs> sure, sure, but we had a Cold War with like nuclear weapons in Cuba. Kind this of has thing. always you know been a mean? harsh world. Yeah. It was harsh in a different way. I mean, they are really trying to take our children from us, is what they're trying. I mean, they are stealing the innocence of our children. uh, Same thing with the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, communism was spreading like crazy. Ugly things. We've uh, we've talked about that whatever podcast quite a bit, Mm -hmm. uh, which they have these clips going viral, and there's one. I love that guy. What's his name? Chase? Chase was the second guy. Based. uh, Yeah, that video where he's like, you know, I don't want to bang a dude or whatever. But (laughs) there's one where there's a woman saying she doesn't like talking stages. I saw that one too. She's referring to like the wait three days before calling kind of thing. Is that what she's talking about? No, a lot of people were giving (laughs) her grief because she wasn't very articulate. But I think what she was saying was actually kind of... She's upset that Gen Z really doesn't have traditional dating periods. Yeah. It's you're just kind of hooking There's up. There's no definition and it's to anything. Stage. So in a way, she really was yearning for that. Hey, we maybe should go back to like traditional dating. Well, that, that, that's what I was that just, that's She right. wasn't able to articulate. And maybe it, well. it took her 60 whole seconds to yes. articulate that one sentence. But and, and by the way, it must be like kind of a purgatory to have that stunted level of uh, English, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I did understand her point. I think it's also hard for her and like other Gen Z people to say like, hey, people are only hooking up with me now. Nobody actually right. wants to and date And she anymore. genuinely doesn't understand All right, here, here's the video. why people are giving her bad faith advice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this bad video. bad faith people. 
I don't think the audience will be served at all by hearing this, but I'll play it for you anyway. I think like, the yeah. biggest thing that like annoys me in like the whole dating world is like fucking talking stages. Like that shit's so annoying. Like the whole like and just like the inconsistency in them. Like I literally like hate that like so much. But I think that's like my biggest thing. It's just like what what specifically? Just like the fact of just like you like I don't know how to word this. Like in like talking she knows she doesn't know how to word like, it. Like, I can't do it. I can't listen anymore. I, I showed up the first time I tried to, but yeah. I've since listened they to it. They say she's speaking hot girl language. So is she <laughs> saying that the in the early days when you're texting back and forth for like, and then it turns into no, a week of texting no. and then what two she, weeks? So then she she goes on to say like, no one wants to commit or be in a traditional like dating. It's right. these weird talking stages and their talking stages mean like the hookup phase and right. you're seeing someone. But she's also talking about 21 year old dudes who go to college in California. Like, <laughs> Here's here's what James Lindsay said. She's crying for help because of the damage online dating and hookup culture have wrought, speaking vaguely and badly about her tacit knowledge of a miserable... You want to pull that up? Uh, uh, speaking... Uh, let me start over. She's crying for help because of the damage online dating and hookup culture have wrought, speaking vaguely and badly about her tacit knowledge of a miserable circumstance without the vocabulary to articulate it. This is sad. Yes. What I got... You can see, I, even I retweeted it too. James Lindsay is a smart fella. What mm -hmm. I got from it is she's basically like she wants a real relationship with somebody. Yes. And that doesn't exist. And uh, it's feminism's fault. Yep. Because basically the sexual liber liberation thing told men you have to you, there's nothing you have to do anymore. There's no responsibility. There's no resources. There's no hard work. Ladies just going to give it up. So what, I, what you end up with a bunch of little boys who sit around playing video games all day and don't have to provide anything. Women who don't want families. So you so the guy doesn't have to provide anything and there's no strings attached and hooking up. And now you have women, and I'm not saying every woman, I'm not saying most women, at least in this case, one woman who is like, this sucks. Yeah. But it's not just, I feel like this is a majority of the Gen Z girls and the, the whatever they're calling that other generation, they really fell prey to this hookup culture. And I think a lot of them, and you see it here in her, even though she's not saying it well, they're understanding that it's not making them happy. And that's why I feel if we had someone that wasn't, you know, Andrew Tate's great, right? The way he articulates this to young men. Hopefully he's innocent, but he's you not know. innocent. But he's not been charged in any crimes. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't well, speak I, to you, know, you want to preface it, but you know, he does no, 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 say no, no, these no, good no, things, on, but we need. Andrew Tate has not been charged yes. with any crimes. Yes. So it's like, what's, he's not even, he's not even, there's nothing to be innocent of. Yes. <laughs> they just Romanian locked him up. Justice. Yeah. Just, I'm going to, that's my little disclaimer, but I like what he has to say, but I think there needs to be a version of that that is palatable for women. That's saying the same thing, but palatable for women because they feel the same way. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But the way that it's put for them is just awful. I, I don't know. Pearl the only Davis. way to to beat it is to not participate it, in it. Like the only way to get rid of hookup culture is to just stop hooking up with people. And I'm sorry, but and most of the girls too. on this podcast, <laughs> on this podcast, whatever, are hooking up with people. They're making the problem worse and they're not willing to take accountability. I think that's why a lot of people are like angry when they see this clip because they're like, I mean, I don't know this <laughs> about this girl individually, but like the archetype uh you know she's 
contributing to her own problem. And also, Andrew Tate is a participant in hookup culture, so it doesn't really resonate when I hear him talking about the negative effects. Mm -hmm. He's not like, people say he's kind of like, what do they call him, Uh, kick my tie Jordan Peterson? I'm like, yeah, but isn't Jordan Peterson more traditionalist and like clean your room, have a family? Andrew Tate is like, get all the ladies. You know, yeah, yeah. I guess technically, well, technically, Andrew Tate is more traditional than Jordan Peterson because Tate brings it back to a you know carnal, more primitive state. Peterson (laughs) says, "Don't lie," and Andrew Tate says, "I lied for money. I had women pretending to be talking to guys while I had dudes doing the typing. We made tons of money. We 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 ran the game. Like he's just a liar and, and proud about it. So they are not on the same level in any way. I agree with you that." being alone is less worse than being with the wrong person. So like these people doing hookup culture, maybe they'd be better off if they were alone. But those being alone and being in the wrong relationship are like D minus or worse. The so, alternative isn't even being alone. It's just like dating in a in a normal way that doesn't immediately, like for these women, give strange men access to your body. You, you know what I think it is? Preferable a lot of for it. both sides. I think it's a cultural deficit in that we created all of this media iconography, TV shows about love at first sight and about, you know, uh, a guy meeting a girl and they just love each other or Hallmark movies where, you know, the woman's in a relationship with the guy, but he's snooty and she goes back to her hometown and there's the old, you know, football player and, you know, they <laughs> the never, lumberjack. the lumberjack and he's, and he's, he's a stand up honorable guy. And in reality, relationships are built together. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you meet each other, you get along, you say, oh, okay, you start building things together and you build up that emotional bond over a long period of time. It's also like young people seem to think that it's like you meet someone and it's like, they're the one. No, met mm-hmm. them. if you are in your best place and you meet someone in their best place, then you will realize together you're something, but they're not going to make you better. You got to, you got to be up there so that they can come up to meet you. I, I made that mistake for a long time thinking she was going to fix me. And so what's advice you guys would give to young guys? Because I think a lot of guys are afraid of rejection sucks and getting rejected in public. If that gets blasted out on the Internet, not only you might even look like a predator. Kids are probably guys are probably afraid of that. So what advice also need to learn to reject guys in a way that's gracious and not ruthless. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. What would be uh, that's cool. What what would be a good like advice for, for young guys that want to pursue a relationship with a girl in this modern technology era? That's a very loaded question. I mean, I think it depends what they want. You know, if you're a young man looking for a more traditional relationship. You Go know, to church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really. A lot of people say that, but it's like, okay. Supermarket. You're going to go up to someone in church and be like, hi. Like, uh, that wouldn't be very trad. <laughs> makes some people feel weird. They say the supermarket. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But I, I just feel like they have to they have to live. You know, you have to walk the walk and you can't be calling for traditional lifestyles if you yourself are involved in hookup culture and things like that. You know, if, if that's what you want, really, mm-hmm. Tim's not wrong. You're going to find that in church or a supermarket. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, they say, you know, guys will go to a bar to pick up chicks. And it's just like, I guess that makes sense for a guy. Mm-hmm. But for a, for a woman, it doesn't make sense. Because you're going to get a guy who's not looking for any kind of real relationship. That That's what this young woman is basically saying. She comes to a point in the video where she says, like, this is not going to lead to a real relationship. And then there's another video going viral of a Japanese woman who was surprised when she met this guy's family. And she was like, so this guy, I've been seeing him. We went on five dates. He introduces me to his family. And I'm thinking like, wow, this is a really big deal. Like, we're hitting it off. And then when she inquires, he's like, no, 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 we're just friends. And she was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't exist where she's from. 
When a guy and a girl hang out several times, they're dating. When they introduce their families to each other, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. In America, do look, that's what I was saying about feminism. Right? I don't know if Japan has um, their shit together th- either. Well, <laughs> well sure. Dating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they have the uh, hikikomori, where the, the guy, yeah, hikikomori, the guys lock themselves in their rooms and play video games all day and never come out. Even when their friends are like outside, they're just in their room playing video games and no one ever sees them. And then, uh, but that, that, that's Japan. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something about, oh, yeah, feminism. I know that the, the, the woke leftists are going to be like, you know, Tim Pool blames feminism, incel, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, man, I don't care about women running for president. I know we end up like, I think, actually, let me pause. What's your stance on the 19th Amendment, Ashley? Repeal? I think there have been a plethora of problems that have come <laughs> All right, right, right. There you go. We, like, we have women on the show, and they're like, repeal the 19th. And it's always the guys who are like, yeah. well, I don't know. I'm like, eh, if the ladies vote for it. But anyway, I don't care about that stuff. Feminism mm-hmm. wants to see women as CEOs. I don't care. Run a company. Do whatever you want. Like, I can choose to go to business, do business with whoever I want. You can run a company if you start a company. But in terms of, like, the sexual liberation stuff, it's not really liberation. It stripped women of their leverage in relationships. Right. Women, w- w- women were told you can go around and sleep with whoever you want. And the guys were like, yes. Mm-hmm. I love and- that you're pointing that out about leverage. Because when they call men incels, they're saying you can't get access to sex with women. But like sex with women has become valueless now. Yeah. Yeah. So where'd the leverage go? Is that even an insult anymore? Well, so the thing about incels is most of these guys, it's an internal problem. It's never been easier for these guys to hook up. Mm-hmm. You go to a bar, buy some drinks. Everybody gets, you know, has a good time. They're drunk. They go party. And then before you know it. But that's oh. tough. That's risky in modern culture because you, sure. you can get blasted out on the internet. It's putting your hands on someone's thigh or I'm something. I'm not saying when you to read go something. touch women without consent. Yeah, but they might think they're it's consensual and then there's they take re- it a step too far. I think that's a big problem. There is a reason why bars have the lights turned low. <laughs> and there's a reason why there's that that. You can buy it at like Hot Topic or Spencer's or whatever. It says beer, making ugly people attractive since, you know, like you 900 AD. Like, is right. it? I've always thought that one of the cringiest things is the guy's like, can I kiss you now? And you're like, oh, God, just <laughs> go for it. that's sweet? I think that's you do think, sweet. So should the guy ask before he makes a move? I, I yeah, don't yeah, think it should no. be mandated, but I think whoa, it's whoa, sweet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely, they have to. <laughs> See, see, women, women. Because everyone's Tim's mentally like, ill, young but men in yes. trouble if, if they don't have consent society. before every time. Dude, no. that that one, that lady cop. Yeah. Did you guys, okay, so we were talking. Yes. I should pull this up because yes. I'm gonna. This, I'm gonna, this I'm gonna, is actually perfect. I don't even know how do I how do I look this story back. I, I had it pulled up and I'm like, <laughs> gang your history, that's cop. for sure. She was emotionally <laughs> groomed, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what's her What's her name? Uh, what's her? Megan Hall was that her name? Let me try and find this one. Tennessee cop. I don't know. It is funny, though, because a lot of these feminist ideologies mostly benefit men. All right, check, take, like take a look at this. The, this. This story went viral, and I have no idea why, about this Tennessee cop, Megan Hall. She's now claiming she was sexually groomed and that she said no, and they wouldn't take no for an answer, or like one guy wouldn't or something like that. They colluded in their authority to systematically disarm her resistance and entrap her in degrading in, 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 and abusive relationships, sexual relationships, exploiting her, felt trapped. So you want to talk about mo- guys in the modern era. Mm-hmm. A, if a dude is with a girl and the girl comes up to him and puts her hands on his shoulder and leans in for a kiss and kisses him, he just assaulted her. And if she wants and she says it, they're in trouble. This is a story that went viral for months about a woman who was banging a bunch of cops and just was as loose as loose can get. <laughs> And now she's claiming she was victimized and they wouldn't let her, they wouldn't so stop. So what did she say? That it was one that, I mean, so she was fine with the other seven and not. Uh, well, she's saying she was groomed. 
She was saying they they, they groomed her. And, you're uh, an adult. Are you re- are you getting groomed? Really? No. I don't is that know. a thing? An adult police officer I don't, I don't is now so. complaining about being like, groomed. In all I, honesty. You're yeah. supposed to be the law enforcement of the land. Like, turn those guys in. What the hell's... Go- you're it, a grown th- adult professional with professional equals. <laughs> Quote, I did say no, and he wouldn't take it for an answer. Okay, so is See, this... that sounds like one. Is this a story about this cop who was being abused, this female cop, and just didn't know what to do? Or is she a wild and crazy cop who is hooking up? See, see, do, do we know? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. If you've got a young guy, even if he asks, she can just say she, he didn't. And mm-hmm. then he's, he's, he's going to jail. He's getting locked up. That's it, story. it is very scary. And like, you know, I have younger brothers. I have a son. It is scary for them dating now. And Chappelle talked about this with, uh, he did that joke where he had the guy sign a consent, he had pulled out a consent <laughs> form. And then he was just like, well, hold on there. He climbs off him and he's like, let me just, just fill that out initial here and sign here and just make sure everything's good because that's where things were going. And the funny thing is that show was like early 2000s. And then it was the 2010s when we got Mattress Girl. Mm-hmm. This woman who begs a dude to hook up with her reportedly and he doesn't want to be with her. Finally, they hook up. Then he leaves and he's like, I don't want to be with you. She gets mad about it and then carries her mattress around claiming he raped her, even though the messages show that she was begging him. So when Ian asks, should a guy ask, can I kiss you? Yeah, your best bet is meet a girl at church and have a real relationship and get married and all that stuff. Otherwise, you go to jail or something. But going to church to hook up. I'm, I'm, I'm not, joking. No. <laughs> going to church to hook up. We're not. No. <laughs> the confession booth. No one can see yeah. you. If I worship loud enough, she'll notice saying me. Is, what I'm saying is meet a person in a real environment and have a real relationship. It's tough to do. A lot of it's like, uh, what do they call it? Happenstance. Like you walk by and you see her. Like that Not kind anymore, of thing. dude. Now we, we got that five no, hours of thing. walking through New York as a woman. If you even say, howdy, ma'am, you're considered mm-hmm. assault. You're assaulting. You're catcalling. What about that whole Home Depot thing? They said to go what to Home Depot. They said to go to Home Depot and find a guy in Home Depot because the guy can actually fix stuff. Oh, so like yeah, that's yeah, nice that. to meet a man. Yeah. If a woman wants to run into a married contractor, hey. oh, I like the uh, go where your values go are. Where your values. That's why I, I wear wedding rings. I went to theater school and I met other actresses, girls that I, and that's how I got my first real mm-hmm. serious girlfriend because I was pretty nerdy in high so school. So look, mm-hmm. if you're a woman and you don't got to take advice from me, I'm some dude, and you want to meet a guy, go to Home Depot <laughs> and then just make sure there's no <laughs> ring on the on the hand. And then just, you know, say, I'm trying to fix a door. Can you help me? Can I hire just you? Just act really I just helpless. Need so yeah. many DIY projects. Don't lie <laughs> to your way into a relationship. But no, yeah. like if you're at Home Depot for a real reason, you got to have a problem fixed. You're going to find a better quality guy. Oh, they're so happy to help too. Every time yeah. I don't know what to do, Guys, I'm like, it. I'm just going to ask yeah. them how to do it. Can you reach that? <laughs> they're so happy to help there. But not just that, like guys like solving problems and being helpful. Mm-hmm. If a woman goes to a guy and says, look, I, I got to fix a door and I need somebody who can help me do it. You know, a guy might be like, that sounds great. I could totally help you with that. That'd be awesome. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, dating apps should be deleted from people's phones or should they keep using I think them? It, I think that and social media contributes to the problem of people always thinking there's something else out there. Well, you know, I could do better. And that's just comparative in general with the lives that we're living. But it absolutely contributes to it. I noticed that I was in a relationship and I kept tinder on my phone and i would still find myself looking at it from time to time well what if i need it you know it's that whole you can always might be something else so this last relationship i'm in right now i deleted all the apps right away it was just i knew like getting into it and what uh there's a you can always reinstall it you know it's not like it's gone forever let's make a fake dating app where it's like all of the people on it are bots (laughs) and they just they say nice things to you you know there's like a conservative dating app now Uh i don't remember what it's called but like 
uh, Christian whatever would be the purpose oh, uh, of right that. stuff, right stuff. It's something yeah, like that. Stuff. But like yeah. that just means you're going to find hyper political people who yeah. are just obsessed with politics, right. which about, is not what you want either. There's Christian Mingle, right? Yeah, that's like has been around for a long time. There's J date. J date. I always part of me wanted to get on J date. I'd be Farmers like, I'm going to find. I'm Farmers not even Jewish. Only. It feels yeah. so dirty. <laughs> Farmers Just like only. join a, Farmers face, only. a Facebook group of people who are interested to, in something. It was <laughs> like a fantasy kind of thing. Just like <laughs> join a join a Facebook group. People are yeah, interested in things and then go to things, go to events. People need to talk to their neighbors and find local community. Oh, you meet people through people. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. That's a great way to do that's it. How they, that's how they used to. Okay, so so it's think about something marriage. something you're interested in and then go to events of those things and meet people. The problem is when it comes to a lot of when it comes to a lot of uh, uh, hobbies or crafts and stuff, it's dudes, it's not women. Like, mm, true. Ashley, you're right about you? arranged marriage. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. You know, what we need to bring it? that back. Yeah, really. Yeah. That was clutch. Was was I mean, think about <laughs> it. it was a think about like the the stereotype of like the older woman who is always trying to like match make younger people. That doesn't exist anymore because she's bitter and single. She hates younger women. She doesn't want her to find love, right? Okay. That so, archetype of the matchmaking woman in a in a village, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, my but what mom's if, like, very matchmaking, probably because she has but, a family but, and wants me to have a family. The yeah. problem, the problem with arranged marriage is that it's um, a, it's anti meritocratic, in that you might have mm -hmm. a three year old boy and a three year old girl, and then they're like, we're gonna, our kids are gonna get married when they're older, and then by eighteen. The, the, the male is like 100 pounds soaking wet, frail. It, they were rarely arranged at such a young age. Three? But it's not forced. <laughs> arranged marriage is not forced marriage. Then how could it be arranged You're at all? You're allowing the parents to judge the merits of the other person. Yeah. Because they're older and more wise. So you're saying like when a woman is about to become an adult or whatever, the parents decide, oh, we found this guy for you, get married to him? Like the guy's how, parents are involved as it's, well. It's, I if mean, it's not forced, yeah. it's not arranged. The, the families are... It's no. just like a mom suggesting a guy. Like, honey, you should marry the guy across the street. He's and dreaming. Like, no, I don't want to. And they're talking to the oh, families okay. and working it out. Love is about compromise is anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the obsession with, like, marrying for love as well is very hyper-individualistic. Yeah, there's a lot of different type of love. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. you know, if you're like, I love this sandwich so much, like... What, what, what kind of love? I think love is also a choice and not a feeling in a lot of ways. I think totally. too many people equate it with a feeling. That's what I was saying. Like people, like I think our generation and younger are led to believe because of movies that, you know, you walk into a, a bar and there's like a beautiful woman and it's like, oh, my heart be still. I'm in love. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. And then you find out she's like a white supremacist. And like, <laughs> right. you know, and you're like, whoa, whoa I don't want to be her. like, she's attractive, but not, I'm not going there. <laughs> You know, like you sounds or, like this has happened to you. <laughs> no, I just mean like you see I'm a beautiful kidding. woman and it turns out she's just like messed up. There could be like a pretty lady and you're like, wow, she's beautiful. And then she's like, the people from the moon have stolen my cheese. And you're like, oh, OK, I'm getting out of here. Or, you know, I don't know. Maybe your guy was into that kind of crazy wild ride. Maybe she was just eating candies with Ian for a moment. I think I'm down you, to go to the moon, bro. You find someone that you have things in common with where you can have fun, you can get along, and you enjoy each other's company, and then over time you build a relationship Yeah, you together. said it was a choice. Yeah. So, like, how to find that. I mean, you choose to love people. I think um, even your family and people, they they don't always act in ways that are... choose to will yeah. the good of yeah. another. Yeah. yeah. So the choice being, like, like, you're letting, you're accepting the downsides of the person. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're not abusive or toxic. Um, all the crazy yeah, people just need to be with each other and then yes. leave all the same people alone. Yeah, there should be like a crazy people 
dating app. Oh, you mean all of them? <laughs> For all the rejects. <laughs> yeah. Tinder is one of the worst, too. What are your favorites? Like, what are your top three I dating really apps? Use them. I don't Never use them. Apps. I had Tinder, Bumble, and OkCupid. Did you ever use any of those? I was on OkCupid a long time ago. I got it at first because I was building mines and I was like, we were going to add a Tinder thing into the thing. So me and Bill were like, hey, market research, let's get it. And it was so addictive. I'd spent hours just like swiping. I'm like, I am, this is the most superficial stuff I've ever done in my life. I'm judging these, each individual human woman. It's like a little game. We don't even need it anymore with all the data we've collected. An AI can just be like, boom, this is your match. You're done. The AI is the arranged marriage. Okay. I'm not even kidding. Yes. AI like, arranged marriage. I, yeah. guarantee, I, I guarantee you this. I would bet a large sum of money that if you took all the data from all the dating apps and then plugged in the data to like an AI, the AI could find your match instantly. That's a Black Mirror episode. Definitely. And then you'd be like, because it knows your where, where you're from, it knows how old you are, it knows how much you weigh. You could do like one of those. history. I mean, if you want to put Optionally, that in, but, but I'm saying, it can't look, account for your personality. Yes, it can because OK really Cupid good. does that thing where it asks you all the questions. It's, it knows when you poop, so it can like be like, oh, That's they right. both poop around oh, the same dude, time dude, of dude. day. Facebook could do it. Right. Fa- Facebook, mm-hmm. check it out. That's what it was supposed to be. Facebook would understand things about you in in weird ways. Like, you don't need to tell Facebook you're a conservative. Facebook can see your post where you say MAGA 2024. You don't need to tell Facebook that you enjoy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because you once posted an image of a blue circle. And it seems completely unrelated. But there will be weird things like that where statistically people who like peanut butter and jelly for some reason are more likely to post blue circles than red squares. Mm -hmm. And we don't notice those things, but the AI will because it's looking at hundreds of millions of internet interactions they, and then finding statistical correlations. So they already do that. There's, um, you know, if you buy turkey bacon, you're more likely to vote Democrat. And these political parties already use different data mm-hmm. like that. Right. It's really scary, yep. the amount of data. Have you but, ever but looked at your Google profile? Ba- turkey but, bacon? Yes. Yeah, or yeah. if you drive a Subaru, you're more likely to vote Democrat <laughs> but or be see, a lesbian, you but, know? But that's what? obvious. That's like, oh, we get it. Somebody who likes turkey yeah. bacon is more likely to be left-leaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what about something like you, you uh, uh, go to McDonald's at 7 in the morning Oh, you're more likely to get oil changes in the third of the month at 7 p.m. Like weird things that we can't yeah. see. It will find those correlations and tell you. That means in dating apps, if it took your social media profile, all of your data, we could easily at this point make an AI that would be like, here's your perfect match. I think we're getting it. In I terms think- of attractiveness, in terms of location, in terms of personality, the AI would break it all down and be like, based on the people you've messaged, Based on the people she's messaged, based on what you like and don't like, the times you go to the bathroom and the food you eat, you should get married. I feel like TikTok could do it too. I mean, the TikTok yep. algorithm is insane. So it, sometimes it's scary how hyper uh, fixated it is on your life and your interests and everything like that. So I think that could come very soon. Well, how much of a relationship do you think is about shared um, interests? How important? I think it depends on the interests. I think it's more important to be uh, have shared values mm-hmm. rather than interests. Yeah. I think interests are temporary and could be switched out and changed. And right. I'm not interested in the same, you know, some of the same things that I was years ago, but I think values is more important. Yeah, I'd agree. Because it's been like, sometimes it's fun to, you know, be dating somebody and then they have, they have a different interest. You don't always want to do just the things that you know. You want to be exposed to new things. You don't want to just have exactly the same inf- interest as somebody else because, mm-hmm. like, what more is there to talk about after a certain point? You, yep. You've already yeah. you've already seen all that. So you've already done all that stuff. It's like, yeah. It's very so surface values. level. Yeah. Right. I agree. Shared values being like morals, ethics yes, kind of definitely. thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, especially, I used to tell people that all the time when they'd ask, oh, should I, you know, my girlfriend's a Democrat. I'm like, well, get out. What How happens? does that happen? I, I don't know. And that's what I said. I said, there is a fundamental difference in the values of Democrats and Republicans. That's, that's not going to work. I mean, what happens if she gets pregnant? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you know, there's just a, well, it's such like a, I can save her, I can fix her. That's what it is. It well, is. I mean, that's partly true. Women who get married tend to vote Republican, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it could be because women who have Republican leanings are more likely to get married. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the marriage may not be the catalyst; it may yeah. be the inverse. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you never know, I guess. But I will tell you, millennials seem to be extremely unhappy, particularly millennial Gen Z and younger women. They have very high suicide attempt rates, very high depression and anxiety. So there's no, you can't come to me and be like, no, they're happier than ever. They're not statistically, they're miserable. It's nuts because like it's the hottest girl. I mean, that girl's beautiful (laughs) who is talking like this, like this. And and she doesn't have a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Like if I was 22. fundamentally broken. No, no, no. no. Ian, Ian, are you joking? Why would a guy do the extra work and make himself monogamous with her when feminism says he can have her and all the other women all at the Mm -hmm. same time? Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? And that's what feminism did. It, 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 you know what a mostly, shotgun wedding is? Yep. That was because dudes would go bang the girl in the barn and the father would run with the shotgun and be like, uh-uh, that was my daughter. Now you're married. And the guy was like, oh, shucks. The, the meme was that the guy didn't want to get married. He just wanted to hook up. But there were moral obligations to a woman. Yeah. Women had leverage. Now it's all free, baby. She's like, we I got can't. nothing. Because she, of a. Uh, you're like, she should have a boyfriend. She's attractive. I mean, maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago. But now a guy hooks up with her and says, I can call her whenever I want and she'll be there because she wants me and I don't have to give her anything. Oh my gosh, but that's a good thing. Well, not, not, for not, her. not the not give her anything thing, but call her whenever you want kind of thing. That's a good thing. Except she wants him. For men. To be in a relationship and he doesn't have but to be anymore. she needs to take responsibility and not hook up with a guy thinking that it's going to convince him to commit to her. I understand. Yes, yes, yes. I, I understand. Except this woman says to the guy, hey, I want to be in a relationship. And he goes, lady, I got 50 women on Tinder right now saying the opposite of what you're saying. See ya. It depends on what he wants. Yep. I use, I, there are probably a lot of older guys. Who are like, I want to have a relationship. There are with young guys down. who want relationships too. It's just, it depends on, uh, I guess, your maturity level. I used to be like, Agreed. Uh, get to know the girl. My, my best friends for like a year. Then we became boyfriend and girlfriend for like seven years after that. But we were already best friends. And then after that, didn't really work out. And then I just was like, you know, if she's not going to have sex on the first date, I'm not interested. And so that was how I just. You said that to her? To myself. Oh. I was like, from now on while I'm dating, if she doesn't want to hook up, then she doesn't want to hook up. And that was my mentality. And I found a girl for four years. Didn't work out. You know, uh, the recent girl. We, we hooked up pretty feminism. quick. That's true feminism. It's true feminism. How, how so? Like fourth wave feminism where we're yeah, at? Yeah, they, they have to put out. Uh, yeah, that was my. Because it's like exhausting. Like, does she even <laughs> like me? Like, why is she not having sex with me? I'm 34 years old. Like, I, I don't have time. Maybe it's because I was just getting older. And like, I'm still in that dating. What's still in that dating pool that I, I'm like, I don't want to. 
I don't want to wait and see on this one. Like, is it, is it happening or not? Well, let's ask the audience. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com. Head over to TimCast.com, click join us. We're going to have a live members-only show where we expand upon many of these ideas. We've got some pretty dark subject matter for you tonight, and it's going to be uncensored and not so family-friendly, so that's why it'll be on TimCast.com. But let's read your Super Chats. I'm not your buddy, guy, says I'm not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. I need, Jesus says, Matthew 24, 4 through 13, to Timothy, 13 through 2, or Timothy 3, 1 through 7, and John 6, 37 through 39. Does anyone know those? What is a reference no, to? No. Nope, I, nope. I just registered that as a mess of numbers. Ah, uh, yes. It's a Bible verse. Well, I want to thank everybody for, for letting me uh, empathize with neuroses that I think a lot of kids, young people are going through. I'm actually in an extremely awesome relationship at the moment, so you know I'm not not really nervous about myself, but I'm I'm allowing myself to freak out a little bit. All right, You're Rusty, shaking a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's intense. This is. Let's read some more. Rusty Shackelford says, "Would IRC happen to be in the running for members only chat protocol now that Discord is out of, out for the moment? No, the Discord is almost done, yeah. and so we'll go with that and we'll see what happens. But um, IRC was a really funny idea. It's a good idea. The problem is we just have to create like a new IRC server every morning or something. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. And then anybody could just share and give access to it. So what we're trying to do is create a system where if you're a member at TimCast.com, it gives you access to the Discord, mm -hmm. which is relatively easy to do. But uh, yeah, agreed. I don't trust Discord. However, I will say like we're not banned from YouTube, so I'm not super worried about getting banned from Discord. I just don't like it. And when we were thinking about doing a different service... Yeah, they're probably worse. So we'll figure it out. All right. Damien Master says, yo, you hear Discover Card is going to start tracking their customers' gun purchases? Wow. Oh, wow. Really? Well, I got rid of mine. So how about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other private story. So Corey Alexander says, Ashley St. Clair is on. So this episode is going to be based AF. <laughs> as it was, as it was. Matthew Schneider says, Biden Fetterman 2024. It's a no brainer. Oh. Yep, that's a classic. That's a classic. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, man, the fire in your eyes at Wesley's Trek mistake. I thought a dropkick was coming. Hilarious. The Chinese spy balloon skit with Taylor. It burns. I'm still giggling. Keep them coming, uh -huh. y'all. Yeah, so uh, check out Cast Castle on TimCast.com. And uh, we've got another one that we're planning that I'm really excited for. Basically, we're just there. It's a it's a combination of it, they're sketches, right? We're doing we're doing sketches that mock cultural issues. So, you know, and then there's gags in them. You guys got to collab with the B. I mean, that'd be great. We'd love to. Collab with us. So uh, Ian, Ian did a really funny sketch where he was the host of a show called Rian with Ian. And he's basically Crowder. And then he's complaining <laughs> about his contract with Rob Roberto Jr., the rooster. Yeah. And he's yeah. got, it's called, a, a was a play school rock and robot where he secretly recorded Roberto's, con the, the rooster's conversation. <laughs> and You know, that's my good. resume. I think we should make, we need a hit yeah. movie. Basically, we, I say, like, is in this movement, political movement. I don't think of that political terms, but we there needs to be a hit movie that's not out of Hollywood. That's out mm -hmm. of, like, a the system of Daily Wire, Babylon B, Timcast, all these cool networks. Make, like, a hit like Lethal Weapon hit movie. Let's I'm, I'm it. pitching it to Crowder. I haven't talked to him in a, I don't know where he's at. I haven't seen him in a month. I mean, we could easily do a movie. Yeah. We just need a good script. And uh, six weeks. I think I think a comedy, a political comedy movie would be would be great because the budget can be low. And then we would just reach out to people like Ryan Long. You know, he might be. I, 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 I don't want to. the Bambalon be. Well, yeah, of course. I'm just saying we'd, we'd get a bunch of people and then we could do like a funny, funny movie. <laughs> Ryan's hilarious too. Yeah. He is, He's yeah. so funny. Yeah, he was great on Rogan. I need to watch. I've only seen clips. Oh, was he on? 
Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah we think that's were good. Good for him. Yeah, he had one funny one. I'm not going to say maybe I'll... Maybe I'll he's, dirty jokes, dirty jokes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Fiji Merman says, I had a her she bar. I was expecting plain chocolate, but I took off the wrapper and saw giant nuts. Ha <laughs> That was a good one. Amenthi says, stay alive, John Fetterman. We only need your corporeal form. Hmm, indeed. MF Damien says, hardcore depression after major accomplishments is common. The goal doesn't give meaning. The chase does. Once you have it, what now? Messes people up. That's why I firmly recommend to children skateboarding. There was a great article I read when I was younger. It was called What Now? And it talks about how in skateboarding, you'll go to this stair set. Big set is very tall. You're going to jump down. And you're trying to do a 360 kickflip off of that stair set and land it. And it's your dream trick. It's the hardest thing. You, you, you want to do it. You've tried it a couple times. You've bailed. Finally, you come back with your friends. and You're like, today's the day. And you land it. And for about three seconds, it feels good. And then you stop, pick up your board, and it's gone. Now what? Mm-hmm. What, what now? It's over. Do it again. Double. No, right. doing it again won't, get, won't, won't, won't give you that feeling. Yeah. Another metaphor is like playing Magic the Gathering when you build your own deck and then you win. It's so much more fulfilling than just getting a deck from someone and winning. Like having created the, the value, I think. So I'll say this. Value. For me with skateboarding, it got to the point where there's like nothing left for me to do. I've been skating since I was about uh, 13, and uh, all the tricks I've wanted to do, I've done. And there are some things, obviously, like I'm not the best skateboarder in the world. There's a lot of things I can't do. I'm never going to do like a kickflip McTwist or anything, but I've never been passionate about that. So all the things I wanted to do, I've done, gotten the dopamine release, and now I'm like in my mid-30s, and I'm like, I like skating. You know, I'll do some tricks here and there, but I have no desire to do a nollie heel flip crook you know, big spin out or something, because like I did that when I was a teenager, like the feeling isn't there anymore. So now it's mostly just about cruising around, doing some big ollies, getting a few kick flips, heel flips, maybe a few good flip tricks, some, you know, late flips in skating the mini ramp and just cruising around carving, hitting some grinds. So you get the flow of things and it feels good. You get the exercise, but that drive to like, I don't know, you know, switch flip blunt is just not there anymore. What if Elon said he wants you to come kick flip on a spaceship? There's probably better people he could ask to do that. He yeah. asked you, yeah. Tim. Then would you go? I mean, I guess. If, <laughs> it's like, a, you know. Okay, we I got suppose. you. We he was like, kickflip your way to Mars. <laughs> I don't It'd know. I, would, gravity, I, would, I wouldn't go to Mars. Kickflip off the roof, so, please, it, Tim. It would be weird. Like, how would it would be weird to do a low gravity kickflip? I don't know. I can't imagine. But I'm just saying, like, as you get older, when you're young, you see these things and you're like, I, I want to do that so bad. And then when you're older, you're like, yeah, I, d- I did all that stuff. Tim Cast SpaceX collaboration. We make a music video in space <laughs> on one of those re-entryable rockets. Or we'll go up in one of those maybe. It's really interesting that the article you were talking about for the skateboarding was called What Now? On yep, that topic that's what it was too, yeah. What Now? Okay. Yep. Matt Kinder says, I'd love to play a game of magic with any of the cast members. Do any of you have an arena account? Do you have an arena yeah, account? Yeah, I think I do. I don't use it, though. I don't play well, a lot online. I have a, a, a really good idea. We are going to, with uh, Poker with the Boys show, it's, uh, we're getting a poker table, but it's really like a tabletop table, right? When you play Magic the Gathering with your buddies, you use a poker table because it's a card game and we could do board games. But I had this really great idea of doing two things. The internet plays Magic the Gathering. The internet plays poker. Here's what we do. We get five, for Magic, maybe we get five, six players. Maybe, maybe that's too many, maybe four. But one player takes actions based on what the audience in the live chat is voting on. So they'll show the cards. 
will need to make like a real time system where people can get an app and then see the cards in the hand and then pick the actions they want. And then wh- whatever the most actions get voted on is the, the player will do. Mm-hmm. You could have it like um, the, you show the cards in your hand, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and they just put the number, play, play card number four. And then it tracks the percentages. And then what happens is there's a thing called pro- uh, priority. It's by priority, right? In magic. And so when like someone plays a creature, if you have a counter spell, priority goes to you. You ask the audience, they spam it. You give it five seconds, say, okay. Tap, counterspell, boom. The world has chosen. So and you're, then we'll you're see. not really even playing. You're just the vessel. Right. For the, the audience to watching. tell you what to do. Yeah. I thought that would be fun. And I thought uh, like we could do it with a bunch of different things. Poker, board games. Create us an app where people can vote on what to do and then see if we can get like a pro magic player to beat the entire internet. Did you guys see the guy who built a software program where you can play pool on a video game and it controls his pool stick and shoots the actual yeah. pool and then he has no, a camera on his cool. table that's very cool he's uh, very got a big youtube channel all right let's read some more smig says brain dead is actually used in the medical field but the term is actually called death by neurological criteria nerd. really nerd. is that is that a nerd <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> son of a murph says ian removing the dnr would make the everyday person have to pay attending during the election cycles yeah. pay, pay attention. attention yeah I, I, I we've been talking about it for a long time Yes, because then they're going to be like, vote Democrat. And they're going to go, who's that? Get rid of it. If they don't know who they're voting for, they shouldn't be voting for him. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Figure it out. We did a, <laughs> we did a, we did a cast castle sketch where we had MTG play MTG that, with Ian. Mar- <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene played Magic the Gathering. That's and fantastic. she she beats Ian and Ian gets really mad. And he's like, OK. And then he's outside. She ah! actually played. She did it. She doesn't. Yeah, we, we told her oh, what to cool. say and she performed it perfectly. Oh, I love that. I yeah, just love when cool. she's like. Ian plays Wrath of God, and then she taps the blue, and she goes, Mana Drain. And Ian's like, oh. <laughs> People who know what that means find it funny. If you don't, it's esoteric. You got it in one take. Nice job. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. We got a real, I wish I could tell you the joke for the one we're doing now, but it's too good, so I can't. It's like, we're going to put it up on YouTube, and everyone's going to laugh when they see it. I just, I, I can't. I, I'm going to stop there. Do you actually, Thomas Martin thinks Tim definitely plays white green cat deck. <laughs> <laughs> No, I play uh, red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue, baby. Those are my colors. America. Shocking. Uh, One of my favorite decks is red, white, and blue. So there's... Kaikar. Yeah. Nasty. But mostly blue. Uh, It's control. So that's the color for, you know, control and manipulation. You can see the red magic come out of his eyes sometimes (laughs) when he's getting fired up. Yeah. So red is like chaos and aggression. And so I like playing red and blue, which is chaos and control. It's a mix. And then, uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's let's, let's, uh, read some more. What do we got here? Some more Super Jets. Clint Torres says, I think Fetterman is in for an experimental treatment and one day is going to come out in a press conference, rip open his suit to expose a Superman symbol and yell, hey, you guys. <laughs> Look, man, they've got stuff. Okay, let me just say stuff. For It's like $8,000 stem cell treatments. We got Bocus, the cat, stem cells to save his kidneys. And it seems to be working. You think Maybe. they're going to do that for Fetterman? I think they're going to let him <laughs> Maybe they want wither and die. I don't think they're giving him any stem cells. Maybe they're saving that for Hillary. Erukane says use locals for your members chat. Um, maybe, but we 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 need yeah. more than that. We went we, we uh, with Discord. You can do call-ins. Yeah, it's right. It's a little deeper. Yeah. yeah, and we can create different rooms, so we can actually create like the VIP lounge, elite access, right. you know, or whatever. And it's like I'd rather have it be based on like time frames. Like you become a member. And then if you've been a member for a certain amount of time, you move up in the, 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 the you know, rooms or whatever. Tears. 
Yeah, there'll be like the VIP lounge. And it's like, if you've been a member longer than three months, then you're in the VIP lounge. Mm. I wouldn't want to do anything where it's like over a year, but maybe because then it's good for us. It encourages people to stay members for a long yeah. time to, to go in these rooms. You got to show respect to your veterans. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we'll put Ian in the room. Oh my you know? God. <laughs> okay. We'll put Ian in the VIP lounge. <laughs> and then, but like I'm innocent. only going to chat with video or audio. I don't want to do text. And it'll be like, if you've been a member for at least a year, then you're in the room with Ian as he's playing video games. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you he can play video so games with happy. Ian. He's so happy. <laughs> Let's play some yes. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> All right. Son of a Murph says Donald Trump Jr. has bank account canceled. News? What? Really? What? Is that? Let me let me pull up the old Don Jr. I Twitter account. It was Chase. Or it was what? Just bamboozled it was you. Chase. It was Chase? Chase canceled it? I don't know. I said I bet it was Chase. Let me see. All right. PNC. Whoa. What? PNC Bank shut down the bank account for my app, MXM News, without any explanation? What? You give a speech at, this is a quote, you give a speech at one insurrection. <laughs> Wait, is that what he said? <laughs> it looks like that's a quote I, from him. I knew this was coming. Is that what he said? I, feel, I, I knew that's Kanye the quote was from the start. Alternet.com. Whoa. That's crazy. Debanked. At the beginning, at, after being told to call a generic helpline, I was informed by the PNC representative that per the terms and conditions, PNC reserves the right to reevaluate their business relationships at any time and terminate accounts without cause. Well, you know, who just started a bank, Whoa. John Rich, Donald Trump, Donald, Donald. Yo, that's scary, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Don this is what happens. This is what happens. And this is why. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me here, but I was very concerned with the compulsion to disavow Kanye. Because he had just been banned from Chase Bank. Um, and that, to me, no matter what he said, is really scary. Mm -hmm. um, and But conservatives, even if they had never said anything even remotely similar to what Kanye said, they had this compulsion to disavow, which the makes it worse. had been a thing for a long time before it even mm -hmm. happened to Kanye. Yep. And it set the precedent that that's just <clears throat> we got, we got to, I got to read this one. It's a good one. <laughs> Eric Christensen says, I have a question to ask about the title of this episode. Rumored? The title of the episode is Fetterman Rumored Brain Dead. <laughs> and uh, okay, figuratively, he's brain dead. Literally, it's rumored that he's brain dead, okay? So we can call Fetterman brain dead if we mean he's just not functioning properly. But in this context, it was like the rumor is that he's literally in a chair drooling and going and like not functioning anymore. But uh, good super chat. Very funny. All right, what do we got here? Heron Gaming News says, I can hear Luke going re when Tim said anarchist society doesn't work. <laughs> uh, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Every attempt at an anarchist society has been crushed mm -hmm. militaristically. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not ideal or that we couldn't implement it in the future. I'm saying historically, every time there's been a community of anarchists, they've been crushed by outside forces. Short lived. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people sitting around being like, let's vote on how to deal with the the uh, the insur the uh, the insurgent hordes that are storming into our territories. And then by the time they figured out, they gone. So there's always some kind of mix. There's always some kind of executive. It's when the executive knows that it's it's uh, dangerous situations. This is when they're needed. Is when they create dangerous situations so that they're needed. That's when that's when the anarchy needs to step up. Hmm. Let's just make it Michael Malice and call it good. Red Run uh, Red Rum Max. Red Rum X says, funny how Ian has on his Twitter pin that he will build muscle this year and yet and yet is as sickly looking as ever. It's February. Oh, no, it's, I mean, it's March. It's March. 
Yeah. Ian, you no, look great. I'm not healthy. Just, I think I just, have a parasite. I need to cleanse, cleanse my body, fix my dental work. I just had a tooth break today. Like, I need to fix my teeth. I'm like the United States. I'm like a shell that's like not being kept up properly. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been getting enough sunlight. Just just put on the muscle suit and come on the show. And you know, There it is. But I, I, I <laughs> really, really need to, to purge my body of, of disease or, or whatever the hell's in it right now. Yeah, Ian, I still I got this okay. I feel like I'm living in pain, but I'm oh. desensitized to the pain. So I haven't been realizing I'm like my jaw hurts, like mm. almost all, all, like constant pain. Jeez. All right. Thomas Sidebottom says in the age of deepfakes, the in-person campaign tours will become incredibly powerful. No more basement campaigns. Yep. James Madison's ghost says AI deepfake videos will become the fake news headlines that get shadow changed a day later after everyone has already <laughs> read them, misinforming people. <laughs> yeah, man. I, the, the Trump example of disavowing white supremacists is, is exactly it. They will make a deep fake, alter one word to make it sound worse, and that's all liberals will see. Mm-hmm. Welcome yeah. to the future. Dorktanian says you're very optimistic about this. There are going to be bots automatically feeding news stories to the AI skewed in their favor to have instant deep fakes created as the stories pop up. Yup. So we are using uh, AI for Timcast.com news articles. When there's a story, we're taking, we're, we're not all of it. Sometimes we'll just get a picture of the guy. We'll, we're making our own custom art for everything. But some of it is AI deepfake in that, like, we did a story about Pete Buttigieg and the train derailment. So our news team just AI generated a Pete Buttigieg art with a train derailment art. And that's what we used for the story. It's not a real picture. No one would confuse it as being a real picture because it looks like a painting. But we're using AI for the characterization of these things. I wonder if photorealistic art AI stuff should be should be watermarked or banned. Nope. You'll never be able to ban it. Free speech. Free speech to make you say something? I I don't know about that. I don't know if we did the Star Trek joke in this cast in the cast cast uh, cast castle episode, but considering it's already out anyway, I'm going to say it. But um, we took we uh, Captain Picard and Data and deepfaked a conversation between the, two of, between the two of them where Data accuses Picard of being racist because of disparaging remarks about Klingons. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, my brother made a funny joke about it. I don't know if it's actually in the episode, but, I, but that, was, that was an idea I had where I was like, if the gag is the camera com- comes into the room and I'm sitting there watching Star Trek, then we can make Star Trek say whatever we want. <laughs> On the TV? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's like I'm sitting there watching the TV and you can see like the... the Enterprise fly in, and then it cuts to my face, and you hear Data being like, I just can't quite figure out how to give it to her properly, sir. Well, Data, you have to try and thrust, thrust, you know, things like that. And then I'm just going like, hmm, that was a good episode. So we can do, we can make any show say anything we want. Oh, my God. Yeah, we could, like, we, and we should just do it all the time because it's hilarious. <laughs> but this one was particularly offensive, so I don't know if it made it in the episode. I don't know. But all I know is if it did, it was hilariously edgy. It was good. We'll talk about it in the members only show. All right, where are we at? Matthew Waddle. Like Adam Celine, the AI leader of the rebel movement in Heinlein's uh, The Moon is a harsh mistress. The book was written in the 60s. Interesting. All right, where are we at? E-Wape says need to start attributed, uh, attributing a cryptographic hash to metadata of official videos. Can't use legally if the hash doesn't match public key. Nope, because they're screen grabs because there's compression, uh, because there's downloads. So you can try and attach metadata tags to things, but there will be 
as soon as Trump gives a speech, there will be 15 versions of that speech on the internet. Figure out which one's the real one. And, they'll, and what they'll do is the fake ones, they'll get meta tags too. And they'll say, no, ours is the real one. Then you'll get nefarious actors that will film it, deep fake it. The, the, like actual press will be at the event. They will film Trump speak. Then they will deep fake alter it, put a meta tag on it and be like, that's the real one. Here's proof, a picture of me at the event. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? Maybe it supply the original meta tags and be like, this is the original. This is the earliest date. If the date's in the meta tag, I don't know if that stuff can be forged. If you have a technical solution, you think you do hit me up on Twitter with it. I want to give a shout out to, uh, it's, uh, I think it's Mel and Rye. Rock, paper, scissors, anime is amazing video. I talked about this a little bit, I think earlier. This uh, uh, YouTube channel, Corridor Crew, they used AI technology to turn themselves into anime characters. So in order to make an anime battle, it's uh, anime rock, paper, scissors. Two brothers fight over the throne by playing rock, paper, scissors. And it's actually really funny. Like when they rock, paper, scissors shoot, there's like wind and like the windows all explode. And they're like, Ugh. but uh, they filmed themselves in a green screen, then used AI to convert that into anime. Then they took photorealistic like uh, environments from uh, Unreal Engine, I think converted that to anime, to like animation style, and then made this show without actually drawing anything. That's yeah. so cool. But, but we're not going to, it's, it's, in my opinion, still rudimentary. I think we're a couple of years away from you typing in, make me an anime about two brothers fighting over the throne, and it will just start rendering, and then it'll be like, come back in 10 minutes, boom, here's a 15-minute episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy, because I'm going to be like, Write a sequel to the X-Files movie where Mulder actually discovers there are aliens. And then I'll watch it and I'll actually enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like it's going to be less about making the best piece of art and more about making consistently good art. Because so there's going to be so much of it that there might be flash in the pans of this is so great, that's so great. But the really great ones are going to get reused and recopied and reprinted over and over again. So you just need to be known for putting out lots and lots and lots if you want to make a career in it i mean in all right art. what's that in art yeah in digital art uh, baby leg bennett true. says ian the meaning of life is to simply live a life full of meaning now please roll me a 77 okay <laughs> okay <laughs> oh no no that doesn't that count. doesn't count it fell off this thing never stops rolling yeah, it's quite circular oh where's it going okay it's rolling is it going to be a 77 and it's nope Nope. Decided to keep going. You guys ever do a Ouija board? Where is it? It's going to no. fall off. Wait, wait. You should. No, I should not. 75. Whoa. Close one. It is 75. <laughs> wow. Oh, Sorry. Close. Next time, I'm, I'm getting better. That's why I wanted to raid this one, because I'm like, if he rolls this and actually 77 <laughs> comes up. But 75, that's that's only two two points away, man. That's the pretty good. a fairly accurate call wrong. right there. Yeah. The price was wrong. <laughs> 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 the price is wrong, bitch. All right. Carlos Y says, Ian, the purpose of kids is to set them up to have an even better life than you. You don't want them to just have what you have, but to exceed you. I half agree. Uh, you want, in order to, for kids to have a better life than you, they have to experience hardship to become strong. So a, a big mistake a lot of people make is they raise their kids and say, I want to give my son the things I never had. So I'm going to send him to a good school and I'm going to buy him a new car and I'm going to give him all these things I wish I had. And it's like, bro, you are successful because of the things you didn't have. Mm-hmm. Giving your kid all this stuff just means he's going to be entitled when he's older and be like, why won't the government give me a new car? Mm-hmm. So what you should do is when you have your kid, bring him out to the woods and, you know, teach him to fight and punch trees and start fires <laughs> and like campfires, I mean, obviously, and, you know, survive. 
Not, not start the, forest fires. Start fires. <laughs> yeah, fire. <laughs> no, no, none of that. None of that. All right. Cowboy Redux says the internet has already destroyed politics long before deepfakes. Politicians do not do their jobs. The only virtue, the only virtue signal on social media. The people that vote for them live in a, in a spectacle economy inundated with depravity. Yeah, well, let's be real. Before the internet, you'd get people like Hillary Clinton and they'd go to New York and be like, hey, you got to vote for me because uh, I'm just like you guys, huh? You know, vote for me. Yeah. Then they go down to Alabama and be like, you got to vote for me because I'm just <laughs> like you. And then they go to Chicago and be like, you know, if you vote for me, I'll get your garage door open or fixed in no time. <laughs> That's what Hillary Clinton was doing because internet video wasn't a thing when she was younger. So she went down to like Arkansas or whatever and started talking with the Southern drawl. And it's like, oh, please, New York Senator Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. AOC did the same thing. It's like she has no, she did the, the Latina thing. Listen. Yeah. It's not as bad as breakfast tacos from Jill Biden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right. What do we got? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Ian, sir, please stop blaming 2006 YouTube content. Hey, man. Don't knock it till you try it. Put your put your emotions and your your truth, honesty, and your face on the internet on video after video, and listen to people, and make responses, and create community. Try it. It's not easy. Get them in. All right, let's grab. Uh, we'll grab one more uh, super chat. What do we got? Let's uh, let's see a good one. Neglectful sausage says, "I've always said Star Trek is racist AF." In Next Generation, Picard says, like a Romulan, or like a Klingon to people, using race as an insult. DS9 was the same. Well, okay, well, yes, that's that's a good point. And you should watch Cast Castle to see the bit we did, because it's basically that. <laughs> so if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Become a member over at TimCast.com by clicking Join Us. And in about 10 minutes, we'll have the live, uncensored after show up for all of you to hang out. And we've got some pretty dark stuff to talk about. It's not going to be family friendly, so you're being warned. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Ashley, do you want to shout anything out? Just uh, the Babylon Bee. And you can buy my children's book, Elephants Are Not Birds, at brave.us. All People right. find you on Twitter? Yes, at St. Clair Ashley. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. They're both Mary Archived and subscribe to Pop Culture Crisis. We go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, every Monday through Friday. And we talk about celebrities, movies, all that stuff. Good show. I've been on that many, yeah. many times. Uh, you guys follow me at Ian Crossland anywhere on the Internet, pretty much everywhere on the Internet, any social network. And I'll see you later. And I am at Surge.com on everything on the Internet. I've seen a lot of people follow my SoundCloud, which is interesting. Thanks. Tomorrow. At 1 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast, we will have a hangout interview slash conversation with Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, and we're going to talk about the issue he faced with the vax mandates, how he was unceremoniously removed from The Offspring after 14 years. And I got to tell you guys a crazy story. So uh, Pete has been in a bunch of, he's he's been in the uh, two of the music videos out of three we've done so far. Technically, there's four. But uh, two of the ones we've done recently, one's not out yet. It's, it's, it's currently being edited, and he came out here. We filmed. He's amazing. He's an amazing drummer. It's an honor and a privilege for me to uh, get to work with you know, the, the drummer who was with The Offspring for 14 years because they were my childhood favorite band. But he's never publicly done an interview about what happened with being kicked out of the band because he's a very humble you know, and kind of quiet guy. But uh, I asked him if he would want to come on and talk about this and, and give us the full picture oh, and, and talk about a bunch of other things. And he agreed. So we're going to be recording it tomorrow morning for the Culture War podcast episode two. But here's the crazy story. Last night after this show, 
I go home and I'm getting ready for bed and I press power on the TV. The only thing I press. And because usually I watch like Yellowstone or 1883, but I finished watching those. So I watched some movie last night. So I, I, I go into my bedroom and I turn the TV on, throw the remote in the bed, go into the bathroom, take my contacts out. When all of a sudden I start, he- I start hearing Killboy Powerhead, an offspring song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And then I walk out and Allison, my girlfriend, she's like, did you turn this on? And I was like, I turned the TV on. She, and why, it's, it, was, it was the offspring playing at a rock concert, playing the song Killboy Powerhead. And Pete's playing the drums on the show. And I was like, oh, look, it's Pete. And then Allison's like, you didn't turn this on? And I'm like, all I did was turn the TV on. I didn't turn a channel on. I didn't turn open Amazon. I didn't do anything. I just pressed power. So I have no idea why that turned on. But it was just kind of crazy. It's, it's on the TV? That's really yeah. crazy. Part of the algorithms yeah. manipulating us to see what it, the machine creators want us yeah, to but see dude, dude. is that. I think it's the Ouija board. And but all synergy I did was press real. power. Like sometimes synergy is real. It's like right. God-like spirituality. And I'm afraid that people might might lose the the distinction between algorithmic manipulation and God actually moving people together. So look, normally when I turn the TV on, it's static. Like, because you get the home bar, it's like an LG and like the bar pops up and it's, you got you to pick HBO or Paramount or whatever. And usually it's just like Amazon. I turn the TV on this time and I didn't think twice. And then it started playing a rock performance from The Offspring. Hmm. And it's just Which like, is weird because there's smart TVs that you, even if you yeah. turn it off, like it resets. You have yep. to go back to the app. That's, that's very really weird. weird. Anyway, when you do the we're going to, we're going to go to the, the uh, we're going to go to the members only show uncensored at timcast.com. So, and also check out the Culture War podcast tomorrow at 1 p.m. YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.